When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I got the MMA comic, Rich Slayton, in here, as well as CB Gold, uh, our, our intern uh, who's back. We were worried about you last week. We thought you got kidnapped. Greg said that you were actually polishing Tanya's vibrators. That was what he. That was his uh, thing. But that's not true. You're back. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, D-Cypher, D-I-Cypher. It's a company created to help you optimize your life. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. D-Cypher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with a short-term focus goal or for coaching or long-term career management. Among other services, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure your needs fall into their realm of expertise? Only one way to find out. Call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Also, book Decipher for long-term coaching today and use the code ROASTED for 10% off all services. Again, go to Decipher.com and use the code ROASTED today. Also, Decipher Life is their newly released audiobook. It's now available for download. If you want to truly make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download Decipher from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website at Decipher.com. I recommend this book for everybody. It's fucking hilarious and has some truly honest insight to everyday problems we all face. And it's an audio form. You can listen anywhere. Check it out. That's di-cipher.com. Also, tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid, grossly underpaid. Okay, they got to pay for their camps, they got to pay for this, they got to pay for that. By the time most of them get in there, they're making like 10 and 10 minus whatever they're paying their, their, their agent and their booker and, and, and their trainer and everybody else. And it's, it's, it's fucking disgusting, and I hate it. So go to tipafighter.com, tipafighter.com, and you can help pay these people. Okay, you can help make their lives better. All right, I know Ashley Evans-Smith is with tipafighter.com, and she's fighting this Saturday. So let's hook this girl up, okay? She's a badass chick. Love Ashley. Help me coach wrestling. Does jujitsu. Really, 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 really sweet girl. So go to tipafighter.com and help Ashley. Tipafighter.com. So, people, uh, everything is going well in my life. I just got back from uh, Las Vegas, and I had a crazy, crazy show last night. What about my show? What about it? So, I drive back, uh, I go to Vegas, I headline uh, Planet Hollywood on Friday, and then I headline The Dirty at 30. And it was a fun it was, show. Fun show. However, Dirty at 30, it starts at 12.30. And if you're headlining, I didn't get on until 1.45 in the morning. Uh, so when I say that people were sleeping, they were literally sleeping in the crowd when I got up. A couple people, I had to like wake them up. Uh, it was a fun show. I, I, had, I had a really good set. But I had to like, I was throwing bombs. Uh, just, just, you know how sometimes you just have to throw haymakers the whole fucking time? That's kind of what I was doing. It was still fun though. I, ha- I had a really good time. Um, and then, uh, so then uh, me and Gina, we went and saw um, 
the burlesque show, the, the people fly everywhere. What's it? Cirque du Soleil, yes. We saw uh, Zoomanity, which is uh, a circus. It's like, it's like the sexy one. It was really good, actually. I, I couldn't believe a lot of nudity, but it, I was definitely not, not uh, complaining. So I drive back, and because um, I got this gig at this like Indian restaurant, this guy always tells me he's going to book me. I'm like, all right, it's Valentine's Day. I'll do it. I drive back, you know, and I'm not using my phone, which is hard because I'm so used to using my phone. But since the car accident, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even coming close to to, to even getting distracted. I'm just driving. The phone's sitting there. It's like it's like a crackhead, <laughs> like it's having so crack hard. next to you, and you're just like, Ugh. so I, I I finally get I go right from Vegas to the gig. I don't even like I leave at like noon. It took me like six hours to get back because of traffic. I, I park in uh, Northridge, and this guy in front of me backs into me. Like, uh. like, yeah, like my car was parked. So, and then he tries to drive away. So I get out of the car. I'm like, sir, you just backed into my car. Uh, he goes, man, that was a fuck. Are you That was a tap, man. That was a fucking tap. I, I, I just, he just starts yelling at me. I'm like, you're yelling at me. You tapped into me. He goes, man, are you fucking kidding? And then he gets out of the car and gets in my face, starts screaming at me. Uh, and, um, it was a black guy. I'm just, I'm not like, you know, I'm just, I happen to be black. So the guy, the guy starts. I thought that was a Chinese voice. No, that no. So he, weird. So the guy starts screaming at me. I go, let me just look. It's night out. Let me just look and make sure it's a rental car. He's like, well, I got it, whatever. I, my car is on a lease too. I know, but I'm like, I can't return a rental car. So then he goes, man, are you, so the guy gets in my face and I'm like, sir, I'm not scared of you. And he goes, man, you don't need to be scared of me. You do scared of people that I know. He goes, man. So he's, he's threatening to like. And you're like, hey, I know two people, double leg and take down. <laughs> I was like, so then the guy like, so then the guy gets back in his car and threatens to hit me with the car. He goes, if you don't get out of the way, I'm going to hit you with the car. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll run you right over. And so the guy ends up driving away, right? So then I, I, I go into the gig. There's no one there. I mean, there's nobody there. The show starts at 8.15. What? A show at an Indian food restaurant and there's nobody there? No, no. It was actually not actually. This one was at the former Weber's in Northridge. It was a bar. It was a kind of a dive bar. Oh, now it's called the Canby, the right? Can, yeah, the Canby, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that place is a nightmare, but fun. So I go in there and there's no one there. And then the bartender, there's this like older lady Starts yelling at me. She goes, why there's no one here? I, 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 I'm, I didn't book. I'm the booker. I'm just the headliner. How are we going to have a show with nobody here? I go, I don't know. I'm just here. So then I asked for a Red Bull. They don't have Red Bull. I go, can I get a water? The guy goes, let me check. Right? They have to check on like the water. So finally, people start coming in, right? It, it gets packed. Uh, and then the booker announces that there's no uh, speaker. He goes, look, the DJ stole the microphone last night. So we don't have a microphone. Oh, God. Right, so now he he announces this. Okay, but we're going to start in five minutes. He announces this like 30 times. So now it's an hour. Show hasn't started yet. I just drove in from Vegas. I'm just tired. I'm sitting there. All right, they finally start. They got like a Fisher-Price microphone that's connected to the thing, so you can't actually move around. You have to stay like a foot from where it is. And the first comic goes on, and there's this another guy in the crowd, another black guy who's screaming at 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 the comic. Going, man, you suck. Man, I should be up here. I'm funnier than you. And he goes up to this table of like five Mexicans, and they're so scared of this guy that they're laughing at everything he says. He's heckling the whole time. The guy doesn't know how to deal with the comic. He gets off stage and goes, I hope you die, right, to like the heckler. Like it continued. So I'm telling the booker, I'm like, hey, listen, man, you might want to shut this guy up because he's heckling. And they're like, well, we started now. We're late. I'm like, what a maniac. So then then this guy Robert Zapata goes on. He gets and Robert's a funny comic. He gets heckled the entire twenty minutes by this guy. This guy's just shitting on him. Robert's doing every trying to be nice. He's just Robert looks scared. 
Then this girl goes on after him. This girl just yells cunt 15 times during her set, right? And then base, and then jumps I off think the I know stage. That act. And then jumps off the stage, right? So then the booker says, Adam, I got to talk to you outside. I go, what? He goes, hey, man, look, the DJ didn't show up. So, uh, so I'm not going to get paid yet. Uh, so you could either leave right now and I'll give you some money for gas or you could stay and do your set and I'll pay you Wednesday. So, so then I asked another comic. I'm like, hey, am I going to get paid? The comic goes, he owes me 50 bucks. So I'm like, oh, God. And then another comic goes, I can't vouch for him. But I'm like, I'm already here. I'm going on, right? At this time, I don't even sure if anybody in the crowd even speaks English. So I go on and the guy starts heckling me and I just lay into him. I'm like, you're like DMX if he was on more crack. I, I was just killing him, like left, right, hitting him with everything. The guy couldn't say anything. Then people at the bar started in on me. Some guy with no teeth goes, you better keep your mouth shut. I go, a guy with no teeth tells me to keep my mouth shut, right? His wife then goes, uh, man, you just mad because you don't have a small penis because you don't have a dick. I don't have a dick because that guy bit it off and that's why he has no teeth. So I just start going in on everybody and I'm, I end up doing like 40 minutes. I have a, I have a good set. But then Adam Richmond shows up, right? And Adam Richmond uh, then gets into a fight with that guy. What? Yeah. Adam Richmond got into a fight with a guy who was aggressive? <laughs> yeah. This, this is, I am No, not, not the man I'm versus appalled. food. Some other comedian uh, who, if you Google him, you, you'll find some things. So, uh, so, so Adam Richmond then gets into a fight with this guy, right? They almost like throw down. Adam says to me, hey man, will you uh, make sure you record this? Because I, I want that guy going to jail, right? If, if like he hits me. So then that, that lady, that crazy lady behind the bar gets out. She goes, the, the guy complains to the lady. The lady goes, uh, he, he goes, someone told me to shut up. She goes, who said that? The guy goes, he left the bar. So they walk right past Adam Richmond. Adam Richmond's like, this guy's so drunk. He doesn't know I'm right in front of his face, right? And the guy goes, he left. Then the guy comes back in. He goes to Adam. He gives him Adam a hug. Goes, I'm not going to snitch on you, bro. He's like, I don't snitch. Like, this was the type of... Uh, what a maniac. Yeah. This- I feel... You know what? No, no, hearing, hearing about this booker, and I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. My guess is that guy was a plant designed to ruin the show so that he didn't have to pay you. That's, I think, a pretty... You think so? I think that's a sound theory. That, that might have happened. It was... Uh, th- so that was like... That was my night. Uh, that, was, that was crazy. Uh, that, but you know what? Vegas was really fun. I actually had a really good time in Vegas. Uh, I performed at Planet Hollywood. I love Vegas. One of my favorite places to perform is Las Vegas. You know, I just, I just love it. I just love Vegas. Can't get enough of Vegas. And, uh, and you know, so that's the most important thing. How was your week? What's going on with you, Rich? Pretty rad. My, uh, my wife was out of town, just me and the puppy hanging out, doing puppy stuff all weekend. Nice. You know, he's peeing on things, biting stuff, ripping it up. What, Pretty now, solid. Now, what does your wife do? Uh, she is the associate director of a Jewish sports summer camp. Real, that's nice. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, so it's, gonna be, it's here at Occidental in Los Angeles. That's a very nice. Helping little Jewish kids realize their dreams of becoming the neck Mart Spitz. <laughs> now, now you spend a lot of time at the comedy at the comedy store. Yep, there all the time. I was there last night. Now is uh, does your, is your wife cool with that? Yeah, yeah. She, I, I was a comic when we got married, or before when we first met. So. But still, I feel like a lot of wives and girlfriends they know you're into comedy before you get married. Then they get married, and then they eventually go, "Hey, I need more time. This is not enough. You're not giving me enough attention." Nah, she's all in. Really? Next level girl. Uh, that's good. Next level girl. Yep. I need that. And what about UCB? What's going on with you? Uh, spent a few days in San Diego near the end of the week. Uh, went to a signing at Toyota of Escondido where Dominic Cruz, Michael Chandler, and uh, Rowdy Beck were there. Nice. How, um, how hard were you this entire time? <laughs> Oh, uh, with Rowdy Beck? <laughs> I carried around a binder for the entire night. Uh, no, nice. I've, I've, she's so hot. You it's, have a big crush on Rowdy it's, Beck. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but I think uh, I think she has a new boyfriend. 
Really? Who? Based on who she was walking around with. Was he a fighter? He used to be in the UFC. Brennan Vera? No. Oh. Who? Uh, Seth Bazinski. Really? The guy that knocked out Kimbo? Oh, no, didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Seth no. Petruzelli. Oh, Petruzelli. Oh, Petruzelli. No, Bazinski right. was the Polish Pistola. Yeah. Uh, that... Tiago Alves beat the shit out of him in his return uh, a and while ago when he got cut. And so uh, Alan Juban beat him too, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but being around Beck, it's just like, oh my God, you are so hot. It's ridiculous. But, um, why don't to, you get her tattooed on your body? Yeah, like, seriously. I, I, get the hot chicks tattooed but, on your body. And I, uh, by the way, before the show started, CB, I was kind of in a, in a, in a weird mood and CB goes, I have something that'll cheer you up. So I said, what is it, CB? He has a new Conor McGregor tattoo. This is your third one, but this isn't just like the first two were just sayings and quotes. You now have his face on your thigh. Yes. Really on your inner high inner thigh, like very, very close to your dick. Exceptionally. Well, and the best part about the tattoo is that Connor's hand is in a circle like he's reaching for your dick. He's got a tooth preparation. <laughs> no, that's a that's a that's a that's a blowjob ready hand that you've put right next to your dick. Now, uh, what 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 caused you to get this tattoo? Um, Thursday morning, I woke up to a tweet from a guy out of Sweden. Yeah. And he said, if I offered you a free McGregor tattoo, would you do it? And Nico. Yes. He's a big fan of our show. Real nice guy. Always has hot chicks with him, by the way. This guy, Nico, sends me pictures of these girls. I, I want to go to Sweden. It's always these girls that are like the hottest. They're all tens. They're all naked. And they're with this guy, Nico. Uh, I, I love you, Nico. And he they always have weird tape around them. They have these black tape around. I don't know who the, this guy is. It's like he really is like the, the next level James Bond. But go on. Um, I will say about Nico, he sent me some of his work and I have looked at it. He's an incredible portrait artist, great tattoo artist. So we were going back and forth and I said to him, you know, how long until you're in LA? And he said, it's going to be a few months. Well, I kind of have an allegiance to a tattoo artist that is at my shop that I've been with for 12 years. He's done all my tattoos and I told him about it and I said, you know what, what do you think? And he drew something up. Friday morning, he had something ready, and I said, you know what? Let's do it. And in terms of the placement... Yeah, uh, so you just, it wasn't that you couldn't wait for two months for him. It's you couldn't wait to have Connor that close yeah, to Yeah, why is he next to your cock? That is okay, weird. so that's that's... Okay, so I've been getting tattooed for 12 years. I have over 100 hours on my body, and I have about two normal-sized mm-hmm. pieces left, and I'm out of room. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you still have neck and face. Well, no, I, pro- I promised my mom at my first tattoo in 2004, I would always remain business professional. So I'll never pass. <laughs> if I'm wearing a suit, you'd have no idea I have tattoos. Except what for- business is no, this? No, no, if you were wearing a suit, I would still assume you have tattoos. If you were wearing a suit, I would assume somebody died and there was a funeral. I, the last time I wore a suit was probably about three years ago. But um, So I'm running out of room. I'm trying to get certain areas finished up, then do the kind of fill-in areas. But... I get tattooed once a week, twice a week, yeah. if not more. And twice a week you get tattooed? Uh, yeah, sometimes two, three times a week. Uh, do you have I got any a, foot tattoos? I do have two foot tattoos. I have a Conor McGregor on my left foot. Obviously. And I've got the Misfit skull on my right foot. And a uh, quick plug, if you're looking for awesome tattoo work, Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood. That is my shop. And look for Abel. Um, Anything on your cock? Uh, no. That, well, are you going that, to, that is no. business professional. Yeah, are you going to get on your cock? No. What if, what if Connor wins? Come on. No. Seriously. No. All right. All right. No. You can't get notorious on your penis? Yeah. Just, you, know, no. you, you know what you do is you write down your cock. It says, there is no talent here, just hard work. <laughs> <laughs> or I could get the N-O, and then when it's hard, it'll say notorious. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 
So, all right, all right. Now, uh, okay. So then, and how was how was hanging out with Cruz? Now you have a crazy. You told me a story one time about Edmund. Why you hate Edmund so much? Yes, but you'd never told it on the podcast. So tell us the story. Okay, uh, kind of a random startup. All but right, tell us. The no story. worries. Um, so in February of last year, after Ronda had beat Zingano at the Staples Center, I was hanging out at the hotel. There were a ton of fighters there. A few of my friends from out of town. We're all hanging out, and at about 2.33 a.m., Edmund, Ronda, Marina, and, and a couple other people show back up from Ronda's little uh, chicken wing excursion, post-fight right. meal. And I'm asking to get a picture with Ronda and Edmund and Marina, and Edmund started talking to me in Armenian. And I don't speak Armenian because I'm not Armenian, even right. though sometimes I look like it. And Adam calls me ISIS, which is why I shaved my beard. But Hold on, he's, you're not Armenian? No. <laughs> All right, go on. Um, so Edmund, I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. And he looks at me and he gets in my face and he goes, if I punch you in the face right now, you will fly across the parking lot. Just said that. Out of the blue. Out, out of the, blue. Out of the blue. And Edmund and I had already had a few conversations that week and he was cool. Right. Um. And I was just kind of off guard, like caught off guard about the whole thing. And he was like continuously getting in my face. So I kind of walked away into the hotel. I got my picture a few minutes later and I bailed the fuck out of there. Wow. Yeah. Now, how do you think you'd do against Edmund in a fight? Um, I got good jujitsu, so right. I, I think if I could get him down, it's over. But uh, look, as long as you I'll throw let, a straight left, obviously he'll get knocked out by it. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'll let him hit me and take some of that money, but he's supposedly bankrupt, so there's not probably yeah, not much even, to take. Right. But at the time, he could have had some. I'll take the money. I'm, yeah. I'm a Jew. I free money. Uh, yes. I, 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 I You're still, a Jew. Yeah, he's Jewish. Okay, that's so name, out of control. His name's Goldberg. Come on, man. No, I mean I know I know Kleins who aren't Jewish. Like I know a lot of very Jewy names. I'm Jewish by the way. Before I start saying Jewy a bunch, remember that I'm Jewish, guys. I just, still can't believe that uh, Rhonda is staying with Edmund though after all that bullshit. It's I a mean, terrible decision. I just, I mean, it's like the, the little chance, the chance she had against Holly, which is not good based on the last fight. She totally lost by staying with this guy. It's almost like she doesn't want to win in some weird way. I mean, it, it doesn't make. It's like staying with a. It's like when a girl sleeps with a boyfriend who's just not good for them, or a guy sleeps with a girl. You know, it's like you just keep seeing it. You're like, what are you doing? You have to leave this person. I, I understand that you just lo- there's loyalty and there's loyalty to yourself. I think he's the Scientology of uh, MMA coaches. He has really? something on her. Yeah, you think he has uh, something? Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, no, he doesn't deep. have anything on her. By the way, do you, what do you think of her? He has in a cage uh, somewhere below ground. What do you think of her on Sports Illustrated? Did they, did they release the cover already? Yeah, yeah she's in the cover. It's, All right, let me look at it right it's now. It's not. It's not good. There's three covers. There are two girls on there that are well, unbelievably a, beautiful. Well, one's a plus size model. She's right? still hot. She is still hot. It's just weird seeing a plus size model. The way they did it, like, I, I'm gonna, uh, her 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 breast area just looks kind of. I'm looking strange. it up right now, guys. Yeah, it's, I think it's a cute. little awkward. I'm a Ronda fan. I like Ronda. I'd obviously would 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 hit that. Uh, you know, given the opportunity. Uh, okay, this blonde is cute as shit. The, uh, yeah, when you put her next to a supermodel, though, it's just that's rough. Anybody, you put anybody next to a supermodel, they're not going to look like. Uh, oh, know. I see what you're getting about the chest area. That is kind of strange looking. Well, I guess they painted it on. Yeah, they did. I don't want to see. I want to see a real swimsuit. I don't understand. I want to see something. That- if it's a swimsuit edition, why are you not wearing a swimsuit? Why are you wearing paint? It's not a fucking body paint edition. What's up with this? Maybe it's a glow in the dark thing. No, seriously. I mean, what girl do you know goes to the beach wearing paint? 
It's a swimsuit edition. That's the new thing. You didn't know about that? It's all the French girls are doing it. I didn't know any of that. No, I did not. By the way, uh, I got to talk about uh, about Kevin Randleman, guys. So last podcast, we found out he <sighs> passed away on the podcast. Uh, well, while we were on the podcast, we found he passed away. And uh, I, don't, I don't think we gave him a proper send-off. Uh, Kevin Randleman, uh, I met him. He started following me on Twitter. And I started following him back and said, hey, you want to be on the podcast? So he comes on the show. It was an epic show. If you haven't learned, please go back and listen to the first time Kevin Randleman came on the show. The first time. Okay, it was me, T-Rex, and Randleman. Um, so I think So of the Hulk was on that, that episode, too. Uh, so Kevin comes on, and then at the end, after the show, he's like, hey, man, I thought I was going to get roasted, not toasted. He was upset that we were not roasting him enough. So he kept asking me and texting me, dude, when are you going to make fun of me? When are you going to make fun of me? So then I put out on Twitter, I said, anybody who makes fun of Kevin Randleman will get, and I made up some kind of fake prize. So then everyone starts going in on him, right? About his steroid use, his cardio problems, this, that. All of a sudden, within 10 minutes, I get a text going, all right, man, stop. Please stop. I'll do anything I can. I'll never doubt a comedian again. I promise. Call off the troops, right? And he started, it was one of the funniest things. He started saying some of the, the, the tweets. We were laughing, right? Then I invited him to my comedy show. He comes to my comedy show. This guy could not have been nicer. I mean, sweetest guy ever. I got him presenting at the awards. I got him tickets to the UFC fight. Cause he, I mean, he was just a guy that, like, if you met him, he lit up the room. And he was just the nicest guy. I remember him and his, his wife came, Elizabeth, so sweet. They were like, Adam, when are you coming out for dinner? And, and like, she really wanted to make me dinner. Like, I've never been offered dinner by, uh, by a fighter and his wife. But he, she was... She was so sweet. And, uh, and I remember I was doing a Periscope with Kevin one time, and all the fans were telling Kevin how much they liked him. And then I go, Kevin, you don't realize how, many, how much people love you. you know, he's like, his wife was like, no, he doesn't. He, he has no clue. And I remember he was in the hospital one time because he, uh, he had hip surgery. I think he had like double hip surgery, some kind of crazy <sighs> thing last year. And I called him in the hospital, and he was like, Adam, please just tell the fans I love hearing from them. He loved hearing from the fans. Uh, I heard one time he, on the underground on the website, he gave out his like phone number. He said, call me if you want to talk fighting. That was the kind of guy Kevin was. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I remember after my last set, Kevin said to me, he goes, man, he goes, you are so dirty and so raw. I love it. And that's the kind of person, you know, Kevin loved being dirty. He me doing dirty. He loved being, he just, you know, and I'm really, really going to miss that guy. Uh, he was my favorite guest. He was one of my favorite fighters. So much potential, really hard life, uh, and uh, you know, one of eleven kids, grew up poor, and, and served some time in jail. You know, just really had to fight, fight, fight. And uh, I'm gonna miss you, Kevin. I'm really, really gonna miss you, Kevin. Uh, it's like, I mean, it just, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And so, uh, um, I was actually, it's funny you say all that because he was at the MMA Awards um, a week and a half ago. And he was walking by, and I, I've known Kevin since 2009. One of the nicest guys in the sport, and he came up. I said, can I get a couple pictures with you? I do the normal stare down, puts his forehead to mine, and just starts pushing me back. And I go, you know, I, I, I love listening to you on the Roasted Podcast. I just started on it a little while ago. I said, every episode you're on is an absolute yeah. thrill. And I will tell you, I was in San Diego yeah. when I found out about it. Yeah. And I didn't think... At first that it was true. I thought it was one of those Twitter hoaxes. Then my coach, Boz Rutten, confirmed it. More Ronello confirmed it. All these different people confirmed it. I drove back two hours from Escondido that night with my girl. 
I didn't say more than probably three words the entire drive. I, I've been heartbroken about it since. Kevin is one of the nicest guys in the whole world. I will miss you. Um, I, I, I also want to throw out there, there is a GoFundMe to pay for, for everything. I hope anybody who can throws in or at least shares the link so we can help him out, help his family out. And uh, my condolences to friends and family and fans. You you had the best fans, Kevin. Honestly, we loved you. Yeah, so anyway, that, that sucked. By the way, the Ben Askren video I wrote for the MMA Awards. Killer. It, it was on fire. It was really, really fun to do. You know, I came up with the idea. Uh, people want to know. I, I contacted Ben. Ben thought he'd really have to sing that. Uh, he and his wife was getting him singing lessons, and then at, <laughs> when I told him that we were going to have a, you know a professional singer, he was relieved. But he killed it, did a great job, and uh, I actually contacted Dana about it. Dana thought it was really funny, so who knows? Maybe this will help Ben get into the UFC because I really think that Ben Askren could be the first person to win the Bellator Championship, one FC Championship, and the UFC Championship. He could be the first guy to do all three. He has that good of wrestling. His striking has improved. Uh, his last fight, he didn't look that great, but he was trying to wear the guy down. And the guy kind of gave up once uh, once he claimed he got uh, poked in the eye. And I, th- I think Askren could do it. I, I-, I do. I-, I like Askren. Thoughts on Askren? Uh, I think he'd be a great addition to the UFC. I think uh, he's got everything to offer to be a, be a top five, if not champion. I see a lot of great names that you could match him up with that would be really fun fights. And Who's you your know, favorite matchup? My favorite with Askren? Who's the most competitive matchup for Askren in the UFC? You know what? Off the top of my head, well, it depends because he's at 185 now in 1FC. Well, yeah, but he'll be 170 in the UFC. So 1FC, uh, 170 in the UFC, if, if he comes back, I would love to see him in Condit. I think Condit's good off his back, so Askren, it would be a good wrestling versus grappler. I want to see him versus Wonderboy, because I would love to Ooh. see two guys that are masters at their own type of martial art go at it, or That's the wrestler really versus the karate guy. And and I would like to see what would happen. What about, what about Askren Maya? If we're talking about ground game... Like Maya, that's too bad. Maya seems to fold though on that next level. He gets he gets there and then he seems to sort of, you yeah, know. But the, how, how many guys at that next level have been better than him on the ground? And none. that's where he's folded. None. That's that's the real. That's the fun question there. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Askren versus Robbie is an interesting fight. I mean, Askren's got a big ass head. He's <laughs> he's never even been rocked. Never been hurt. Uh, we'll see. He is my favorite cabbage patch doll. He's a funny guy. <laughs> So this week, Bellator fights Shamrock versus Gracie three. Uh, they started walking through the cage today. Uh, they're these are, these are two old guys. Uh, I, I like. I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Um, is it a freak show? Absolutely. Who wins this fight? I mean, Ken hasn't won since 2010. I, I think he threw the Kimbo fight. I really do. I don't think that. I think Look, that was, I'm just excited to see which way Ken Shamrock pretends to lose this fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost eight out of his last ten fights, uh, but Gracie's last win was 2007. And he's, but his only two losses have been to Hughes and Sakuraba, taking way less damage than Ken Shamrock. So I would say, based on damage taken in their careers, Hoist Gracie wins this fight. But he's 53. Right, fifty-two, and Shamrock clearly wins this fight, and then two weeks later, Ken Shamrock buys a new house. <laughs> <laughs> CB, I also have Hoist. I uh, I don't know if Ken can knock Hoist out. The only one to really even KO TKO was Matt Hughes, and that was 
still a while ago, but at the time Matt was throwing thunder on the ground. I I think Hoist beats him. If Shamrock takes him down, it's going to be like the same thing again. If he couldn't cinch a rear naked on Kimbo, yeah. what makes you think you're going to submit at Gracie? I mean, well, this he, fight, he, he could cinch a rear naked on Kimbo. Let's be very clear. <laughs> this fight should have taken place in 1947, but I, I'm still going to like it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. They're actually going to have a wheelchair assistance to the cage. Now they have the ramp. They're actually going to lift it up. But I'm looking forward to it. Also, Kimbo versus Data. Uh, I'm taking Kimbo in this fight. I looked up Dada's two wins, right? So he beat a guy that was 1-10, and, <laughs> and he beat a guy that was 0-6. Wow. Those were his two wins. However, it gets even worse. The guy that he beat was 1-10, and 10, only won because the guy he fought had landed an illegal knee on him. So he uh, should have been... His one win was John Jones disqualification. Yes, <laughs> so he should have been zero eleven. He's the op- He's the he's the reverse John Jones. <laughs> he's the reverse. He really is. So the, his two opponents should be zero and six, zero and seventeen, basically. So based on that alone, and Kimbo has actually fought boxing. He actually beat Houston Alexander. Fought in better guys. That's a big feather in your cap, by uh, the way. I, it is. No one has beat Houston Alexander. Oh, come on. <laughs> Houston Alexander at his prime was actually a pretty good fight. Houston Alexander for two fights was looked like a world Yes. And then Tiago Silva existed. And yes. that was a problem for him. And then everybody else existed too. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I can't I remember, argue with I remember that. when Tiago when Tiago starched him. Because I had a bunch of friends or this is when I first like I would I'd only been in the sport looking for a year or so. Yeah. And I was like, this guy, Houston Alexander, he's the next big thing. Invited a bunch of my friends who don't watch the sport to my house. And they're like, Oh, this guy's the greatest. He just gets murked in the first minute. They're like, Yeah, we're not you're you're an idiot. We're never listening to you. But he again. knocked out uh James Irwin in Irvin. like right? And like didn't he knock him out like twelve seconds or something? Or and he, he beat the life out of Keith Jardine knocked yes. him down five times before finally face planting him and walking off and then he turns around and just punks him like Ali over Frazier those are like, big wins those are big wins I believe can't deny Keith it. Jardine can't yeah. deny it uh, it's better than uh, well you know 0-17 victories so I'm gonna watch Dogfight though that's a documentary right Dogfight yeah I'm gonna watch that before the fight just to get excited for that's this call. is it um, bad that I feel like even Masvidal could beat Dada in an in a MMA fight because we, we I know it was on Masvidal was on the podcast talking yeah. about doing Kimbo street fights and whatever I just if Dada doesn't bring that sledgehammer to the cage I feel like he doesn't have a chance yeah but Kimbo's old though how old is Kimbo I mean he's like 43 44 oh no he's gotta be older than that I mean he's an old guy 42 42? he's just 42 he just turned 42 a few weeks uh, last week if that's even real he might be 52 I mean that dude has looked old for (laughs) 10 years he came out of the womb with a beard yeah seriously Uh, but yeah so I don't know uh, I think Kimbo wins this fight. Uh, Emmanuel Newton is taking on Linton Vassell. Uh, Newton hopefully will not get laid on the way to the octagon or the whatever. He says he lost the last fight because he had sex two hours before the fight. And he smoked a week before or something smoked like that. Weed. But I understand that because uh, like when I used to wrestle in high school and college, I wouldn't jerk off all season. Yeah, great call. I would not masturbate. In fact, when I finally jerked off, again, I quit I quit a week later. So I'm not saying it was that re- it was related. But I understand, like, that could get in... I mean, do you have sex before comedy shows? No, but I never thought of it that way. I never really... I never put those two together. 
Sometimes I, I usually don't because it, it actually, I feel like I'm, my crowd work isn't as good. Uh, I'm not as angry. I'm not as like on task. Interesting. I might have to, I always, I always definitely throw one out before, uh, like during the daytime before I go to a comedy club. You do? But that's just preventative measures. Really? That's, well, that's husband shit. <laughs> it's like throw one out before you go out and there's, you're, you're going to be the famous guy for a night. And then that way you can think clear-headedly when, when girls are like, oh, hey, you're so funny. You're like, yeah, no, I'm married because you don't have a boner at the moment. Does your wife uh, get mad that you jerk off to porn? No, not at all. She doesn't care? No, dude, I'm telling you, I imported. I got my wife from Texas, none of these Southern California hoity-toity chicks. My wife's the badass. My ex used to get mad that like I would jerk off to porn and then I'd be maybe sometimes too lazy to have sex with her and she'd be like, you cheated on me with porn. I'm like, no, I didn't cheat on you with porn. You weren't there. Porn was there. And, and we're going to have sex you know, tomorrow or whatever. Uh, I'm on antidepressants, so my sex drive is down. Uh, relax. They take it so personally. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, women are tough, man. Women are tough. They can be brutal, but uh, you just got to find the right one every yes. once in a while, guys. And then when you do, you can have a wonderful Valentine's Day like I did yesterday by myself. Why? Where was she? She was in, she's, she's at work in Northern California taking care Skype of business. Skype sex? Always. Every single day. <laughs> really? Yeah, we, don't, we, we actually we don't have real sex anymore. We just have Skype sex now. <laughs> While she's in the I room? have her going the other... No, yeah. She just sits next to me with a computer screen. Do you have Skype sex for real? No, never have. But Why not? My, my move... My move... Well, because I fuck. But my move in... <laughs> that yeah, but you're on the road a lot. My, my move in high school was phone sex. That's how I would get girl... Like, so here's what I would do in high school. I would get to know... I would like become friends with a girl who was cute but not yet hot. We'd start talking on the phone a bunch late night, and I'd start giving her like compliments that she like, a male that she hadn't had before. And eventually I'd talk her into phone sex. And so then by the next time we would see each other, we would hook up because we'd already like, I'd already broken through the barrier, so to speak. And that was my game. I have probably had, I've had more phone. I've had fo- phone sex with more chicks than actual sex. <laughs> my ex got mad one time because uh, we were having Skype sex. And I just took my penis and put it up to the, 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 the camera and started like playing like, like it was like a, like, like a worm. I'm like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and she's like, I just dried up. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a fucking desert down there. <laughs> That's so scared. weird. That's the only way my wife can get off is if I am talking through my penis <laughs> in the camera. That's so strange. <laughs> That's funny. Um... But yeah, I, I I do get nervous though that like you know someone's recording the Skype sex like like the government or something and it'll come up, you know. But whatever. Okay. Oh yeah, no, that's why that's actually kind of why I stopped beating off with my laptop and I use my iPad now. Really? Because I'm afraid of that laptop camera because that, that green light comes on and you're like, is this? Is someone seeing my belly jiggle right now? This is not good. Really? Oh yeah. So now your camera, you do it? Yo, no, no, no. Now I use my iPad. Oh, okay. But I've also mostly switched to stories. That's how far I've got, that's how far gone I am. Is that I can't like video is boring to me now. I've seen it all, and now I have to now I'm like reading porn stories as opposed. You're to, reading while jerking off. Yeah, you're a freak, dude. No, you, I'm just, you're, I'm you're just, a weird I'm, guy, I'm man. Smart. That's all it is. You can, you're smart as dude. No, that's not smart. That's Look, just, I get to it, it, desensitize. Is what you are. No, I'm just I, I can find I get to I get to use my imagination. It's like it's like the Lord of the Rings, but for your dick. Oh, like God. you get to imagine the universe that you're in. Yesterday I read a fantastic story about a game of a game of strip poker that went awry at a in a college dorm and it was uh it was scintillating to say the least. Yeah, you're a freak. Listen, um <laughs> so back to fights, okay? Uh Emmanuel Newton. Uh we talked about that. All right. Uh also, oh no. Uh, Emmanuel Newton won the fight. The first, their first fight was two fights ago. Newton won by rear naked choke. I don't understand that. A guy wins by rear naked choke. He 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 loses his next. He wins. I think he lost his next fight to King Mo. Um, Newton did, and now Vassell won his, his next or lost the last fight too. And now they're fighting. Like, why are they? 
It's not like the rematch. It was a great epic war. Now they're having a rematch two fights later. It actually won- wasn't that bad of a fight. Really? Vassell was controlling him on the ground for most of the time, and then Manny came back. But it's also, it's like the, the two guys from the Dynamite yeah. tournament, the one night, that kind of lost in the beginning, and they don't really... The other two guys were Phil Davis, who's getting the title shot. You don't think and it's lack King of depth Mo, in the division, though? That's, exactly yeah, that's what, what I'm is. saying. It's lack of depth, depth in the division. Yeah, but that's kind of weird. I There's mean, like four 205ers in all of so Bellator. So sign some more 205ers, Bellator. Seriously, what are you doing? Sign some more 205ers. Uh, Emmanuel Sanchez versus Pineda. Should, should be a good fight. They both beat Justin Lawrence. Uh, Pineda was in the UFC. Uh, I'm picking, I don't know, Emmanuel Sanchez in this fight. I don't know why. You? Uh, I think I got to go with Pineda. I think this is a better stage for him with not a lot, not as much pressure as being in the UFC. I'm going to go with whatever CB says because he's <laughs> the rain man of this shit. Uh, so, Melvin man. Gillard is fighting Derek Campos. Yeah. Campos uh, recently lost to Chandler and Gertz. He got starched by Gertz on that Bubba card. Actually. I'm going to pick Gillard just in honor of Kevin Randleman for both having excellent bleached hair. They kind of have a lot in similar, actually, mm-hmm. of two guys with unlimited potential uh, that seem to sometimes like mentally lose their focus in fights. Um, but unlimited potential. Uh, I, you know, I still think Randleman was the best athlete to ever set foot in the octagon. Uh, and Gallard is an incredible athlete. But he's lost three out of four. Uh, he sometimes doesn't show up to fight. Uh, but I think he beats Campos. I do. I think it's a focused Gallard is a dangerous Gallard. You could say that about almost anybody, but I still think he wins. You? I think Melvin wins. Um, Campos, yeah, he, he didn't beat Gertz. And Melvin... I feel like he could have done better against Gertz if he didn't break his hand like as badly as he did. He had a rock um, at the end. Yeah, he. I was there. I was at the fight. It was it was good fight. I think Melvin comes in and he does well. I th- I think he should be happy that C- Campos took the fight instead of Patricky Frady because that that would be a tough fight. But I think Melvin's got this one. I like Melvin. I actually Melvin got mad at me one time because I said that Tim Boach is so white. Galar tried to snort him, <laughs> and then somebody tagged Melvin, and and then I and then Melvin's like, "What the fuck?" And I go, "Hey man, I'm a I'm a big fan." He goes, "What kind of fan are you?" And then I showed him the whole video, and uh, he's like, "Oh man, this is great." And then he wanted me to roast him. I think pe- once people realize they're roasting everyone, they want to be included. Yeah. Even with Kevin, he was like, "Man, I just want to be included in your roast." But when you leave people out. That's what people don't understand, man. Especially the 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 far left, uh, this social justice warriors that are pretty much attacking comedy right now, because they go, you can't punch down. They go, you can't punch down. You can't make fun of people that are black or gay or or, or, or lesbians or transgenders. Or, Watch me. Or, or, or go on, and they go on. First of all, you told these people they were down. Like, why not let the people who? That's a great point. You're up here going, they're down. No. Maybe they're not down. Maybe they want to be included. Maybe they want to be accepted like everybody else because they want to be treated equally. And you equally make fun of anybody. Separate but equally. If it was, if it was, it was up to these social justice warriors, you'd make fun of Ben Affleck and, and Donald Trump. Those would be the only two people you could make fun of because, because they're, you know, rich white men in power. Let's say that. But it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, who the fuck made you in charge of comedy and in charge of what people can make fun of? A lot of times people want to be included. I'd say most of the time. I would say 99% of the time people go to comedy shows or they or they are you're making fun of people. They come up to you they go like, "Oh, how come you to make fun of me? I was waiting to make fun of me." They want to be included. Oh, it's like saying you're not good enough to be made fun of. That's 
Totally fucked up. Rich. I'm just insulted that you uh, brought up Ben Affleck because, <laughs> as we all know, Affleck was the bomb in Phantom. Uh, I didn't see it, so I, I know the reference. Okay, good. Yeah. I definitely know the. Just reference. throwing out, just throwing out movie quotes here, guys. Okay, now uh, UFC Fight Night Saturday night. Uh, Ashley Evan Smith. Uh, I like Ashley. She's a friend of mine. Cool chick, punk rock and roll chick. Uh, she's fighting Marion Renew. Uh, who's also really good. Uh, her her loss was to Holly Holm. I was at that fight. It was a pretty close fight, actually. Um, she's beating some good girls. She beat Jessica Andraj. Uh Who wins this fight? I think I hopefully Ashley. I think she got better wrestling. Took a year off. She took that Raquel Pennington fight on short notice, which she lost. She was actually doing very well until she got caught in a bulldog choke. Uh, but I think that she wins this fight. Uh, I think Ashley wins. Rich. Yeah, that, I mean, that seems pretty fair to me. I mean, also, Pennington, just like, Pennington's one of those fighters, and it's kind of rare uh, in, in her division right now, who really can turn a fight around on a dime. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think there's any shame in having a moment where Pennington's got a hold of you and, and ruined your your night. So, no, I think Ashley looks good in this fight. Uh, yep. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good matchup. Ashley is, is uh, a pretty good striker. She's got good wrestling, but Marion Renault is a beast on the ground. She really is good off her back. Um, very talented jujitsu player. I think it's a great fight. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ashley Evan Smith. I hope uh, Ashley wins. I I just, she's a good person, you know? And also for our fans, one of the fights from this weekend's card was pulled this morning. Who was was that? Uh, John Lineker came down with dang fever. So his fight with Cody Garbrandt is most likely off. Dengue. Um, Dengue, like dang. that that weird. It's like a mosquito virus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Nicker has it, and uh, they're they're looking for Co- uh, a a replacement for Cody No Love, but Lineker is out. That, that was, was the, that was the fight I was most looking forward to. Me too. That was that would have been fight of the night. I I was. That's like, a war. Uh, I don't know. And that was like, and Lineker is fucking good. That's not a that's a, that's not an easy win for uh, for Cody. That would have been Cody's toughest test. I like Cody No Love. I think he's also caught up in that mess at Team Alpha Male right now. <laughs> Uh, of what you know, what's going on? It's like it sucks that that whole thing happened because you saw. I think everyone loses in that situation. Dwayne Ludwig was like the perfect striking coach team out from there. Yeah, that was a great match, and they were all winning pretty much. They were all looking great. They were looking like fucking world beaters actually, and now they're not. What do you, uh, I mean, what, I, I don't. I mean, I've, I've heard like bits and pieces, but what do you think was the real schism there? Is it just that? Uh, that's a kind of a cool kid camp, and Dwayne is Dwayne's kind of like a dorky dude, and that they just didn't mesh. Uh, it seemed like honestly, like in my personal opinion, Uriah started Team Alpha Male. That was Uriah's baby, and he he did really well with it. He recruited a bunch of wrestlers, and he was the man in charge. And then Dwayne comes and sort of is like, you know, let's call him the uh, who's that that guy in the Pittsburgh Steelers that just just used to run in. Bus. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, Jerome he was Bettis. sort of like Jerome Bettis. Like, like he was. He when you're on the one yard line, he would get you in. Sure. And, and but he would get the touchdown. But he was every time they mentioned Team Alpha Male it was Dwayne Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig. And I felt like Uriah, he has a big ego. And I, I he was like, what the fuck, man? And and rightfully so. Like he started that. And then it was uh, Dwayne had some quirks about him where he didn't want to train girls because. He didn't want to. He didn't believe that women should fight in some strange way. Oh, he was selling peanut butter. This is all 
allegedly from Uriah. He was selling peanut he butter. He was selling on, Dwayne what? Ludwig nutter butter. Uh, he was he was bang publicly butter. bang butter. He was publicly stating that he was getting stoned and watching the fights. Uriah was upset about that Half because the time. because Uriah was like, "Listen, man, you, you're trying to get people to sponsor you. To quit announcing you getting stoned all the time." It was like, and they were paying him as a four hire coach. He, oh, I think and then he, he moves to Colorado. This all makes sense now. So I think he wanted to be on salary, like as as opposed to like getting percentage of people's mm. purses. It was a, a money thing was also a big thing. And then Uriah was like, "Man, fuck this. We could do this on our own." And it's hard to find a good striking coach. Yeah, especially for when you have that level of. It's not hard to get a coach to go to curbs or teach a fucking fitness class when you have that high level of athlete and that high level of wrestler. It's hard to bring a guy to just come in there and and, and deal with all that. Being a good coach isn't just knowing stuff. It's being a good communicator, which is why you get guys that were not the greatest fighters who are amazing coaches. Uh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown was a really good fighter. Was he a, a Hall of Famer? No. Mike but he was Brown? A, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Mike, not Matt Brown. Mike Brown. The guy yeah. who knocked out Faber twice. But he's a great coach at American Top Team. He's a great, great coach. Dwayne Ludwig lost to Dan Hardy. He was a great kickboxer. Was he a great MMA guy? Yeah, he made the UFC. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. But then there are guys that are Hall of Famers. Ken Shamrock's a Hall of Famer. Is he an amazing coach? Eh. I mean, there are guys out there that are just great. It's, it's different. Being a great, aspects, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a different different thing. That's really interesting. I can, I mean, I can see a personality clash there because Dwayne Ludwig is, I mean, he's a, he's a bigger fight nerd than you are in some ways. And the, him going in there with Team Cool Kid, that does seem like that would kind of be a weird, a, a, a weird match. Now, another question, has Team Alpha Male had external like non-fighter coaches or has it generally been yes. like an, a team coached type They've situation? had uh, Master Tong for a while. That was like one of their head coaches. But they used okay. to say funny things about Master Tong. They, yeah, they used to say how, funny things. How he had like a gambling problem. He did have a gambling problem. Like, he would like leave for like three weeks. No one knew where he was. I remember at one time I had, uh, I had somebody on. I had Mendez and I asked him if Tong was asking him to lend him money during fights, like like in like the corner. <laughs> I don't think if he's ever laughed that hard in his life. That's so funny. But then you also have the t- you know the fact that these guys are the same weight. You have the TJ Dillashaw who's one thirty five. And sure. by the way, TJ posted on Instagram this crazy thing about how Dominic Cruz was running from him. And look, TJ, I, I love you. I want to have you on the show again. I'm a big fan of yours. But y- you lost a fight. Uh, it was a very very close fight. It was very I'll just close. put it on record now. I had that fight for TJ. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but... It was close. It was close enough to say that he lost a fight, okay? Sure. Uh, maybe this is the right thing, because it seems like people don't want to see the rematch. I, I think he deserves a rematch. He beat Burrell twice. He beat Joe Soto. I think he's the best guy right now in that weight class other than Dominic Cruz. Sure. U- Uriah Faber versus Cruz, as much as I love Faber, I-, I don't see it... I see it going Cruz's way. I think in Faber's prime, he wins that fight. He did win that fight. He choked him out. Yeah. Uh, but that was a very long time ago, though. That was their first fight. Their second fight at 132, Dominic pretty much dominated him. No pun intended. So, and uh, Uriah was like, well, it was, it was closer, and I think I won. I'm like, that was more recent. And even that one was five years ago, four right. years ago. Yeah. And um, Alpha Male has a new head coach now. Who? They appointed Justin Buckholtz to their head coach position, which I don't 100% agree with. He was already of, there, though, right? He's already there. Um, I like Justin. Justin's a good guy, but in terms of being the head coach for Alpha Male, 
I think that's a tough spot. But at the same time, you've seen a lot of guys fluctuating over to uh, Dwayne's camp and elevation over in Colorado. And Palmer left. Benavidez left. They say they're going to split their time, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think Alpha Male might be on kind of like a little bit of the downward spiral and losing guys. Do you have an Alpha Male tattoo? No. Are you, are you, will you get one if, if one of them wins the title? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm not that big of a fan. Now, what if Connor loses on a... Okay. I field this question almost every day now, it's, and I love it. Here's the thing. And, and after I got the tattoo, my, my brother texted me. It's not about like, wins or losses. It's about a lifestyle. What, he was like, you know, what happens when he, when he eventually loses? I said, look, the guys that don't want to be his fans, after, it, this goes for any fighter. If you're a fan of a fighter and they lose and you're not a fan anymore, you're a bandwagon fan. Yeah. I'm a diehard MMA fan. I will be a fan of Connor even if he loses the next 10 What if he goes on a murder spree and kills a bunch of kids? Let, let's be realistic here. <laughs> I'm just saying, what, what, what happens? Here's another question about your tattoo. Do you, is part of why you placed it so near to your, to your privates is because he's Irish and your, your balls look like potatoes? <laughs> no. No, it's, it's literally being out of room. All right, you're out of room. Okay, right. I should have phrased it as a statement rather than a question. Yes, all right. So also, uh, Cowboy versus Cowboy. Uh, Donald Cerrone versus, who's this other guy he's fighting? Alex Oliveira. Alex Oliveira. He's on a three-fight win streak. However, level of opposition is very important. I think Cowboy runs through this other guy, uh, Oliveira. I, I think this was a last-minute replacement. Oliveira's got nothing to lose. Uh, Cowboy has everything to lose. He loses this fight. He he falls back down the ladder. I mean, what's all there ranked? Um, I don't even know if he's top fifteen. So I mean, this is a dangerous, dangerous fight. But I don't see Cowboy losing. Rich, yeah, totally in agreement. I don't see any reason why. There's no there's no place in this fight where it goes. Oh yeah, no Cowboy. If if this if the line on this fight for Cowboy is less than minus four fifty, you should bet Cowboy in this fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, Psycho. I just don't see. Cowboy Cerrone losing this fight. I mean, I know it said uh, oh, 170, yeah. but especially when, when Cowboy's coming off a loss, it's so hard to say Cowboy and there's two of them. <laughs> when Cerrone's coming off a loss, he usually comes back with a vengeance. Yeah. And um, I, I, it's a five-round main event. I don't think Alex Oliveira's ever seen five rounds. And Cowboy... I think Cowboy could go 10 tomorrow. Yeah. So I think Cowboy outlasts him. If, if he comes in better than he looked in the Dos Anjos fight, and he really takes it to him and finds his distance. I, I honestly see Cerrone winning this fight. How do you say cowboy in Portuguese? Can we just do that for Oliveira instead? For Oliveira <laughs> no, instead? No, he's literally cowboy. He calls himself cowboy. Yes. I wish it was the, the Portuguese translation. Okay, so uh, other news in the UFC. The UFC, they re-signed Aljamain Sterling as well as All-Star Overeem. Which, thank God, because, yep. I mean... Overeem, I could understand if they didn't re-sign him just because he's had some losses in the UFC. He wants a lot of money. Although I do think he's one of the best heavyweights in the world. He is one of the best heavyweights in the world. He knocked out Dos Santos the last fight, for Christ's sake. However, Aljamain is undefeated, unlimited potential, never lost. If they would have like, dropped the ball with him, that would have just been rough. He's a nice guy, too, Aljamain. He's one of those guys who'll hang out with anybody. Like... uh even CB, right? Didn't you find out where he was and you hung out with him? Al Jermaine was on the show and then... Uh, love, he, didn't you find out where he was? <laughs> well, no, he tweeted that he was in Venice and I was at my tattoo shop and 
I tweeted him back. I said, I've never, I've never met you. I'd love to meet you. He said, come down to Venice and uh, drove down, ended up hanging out at a bar with him for a few hours, him and his brother, and uh, guy, you know, Junior Amazon. Yeah, my, my wrestling coach, the guy who uh, me and him coached together. And uh, we hung out there for like two, two and a half hours, just drinking beers, having fun. and That's how he is. Aljamain is one of those guys where he, he doesn't care who you are. Not, not that you're not a great guy. You are a great guy, but you could have been, uh, uh, who knows, you know? And he's just like, hey, man, I'm a fan. If you're a fan, he's a nice guy to you, and I love people like that. Aljamain never changed. Okay, never change. Why are you laughing? No, I, I, I had some loaded up in the chamber when you said you could have been, and then I just let it go by. <laughs> you could have been, what, a I guy had... with three tattoos of Conor McGregor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and even at the MMA Awards, Al Jermaine was walking around before even getting dressed, and he saw me and came over and gave me a hug and whatever, and I'm like, dude, you see like thousands of people every day that are your fans, and to remember some of them, you know, that, that kind of sticks with you. It makes you more of a fan if a guy's like... How you doing? What's going on? It's nice to see you again. By, by the way, I was thinking about this Kevin Randleman thing uh, just now that you said that. You know, it's one thing. Uh, a lot of people had no idea where Kevin was up to. And I knew because I, I saw Kevin last month. But there are a lot of guys out there uh, who helped create this amazing sport who are alive. And people just seem to forget about him until they pass away. Yeah. Uh, guys like Mark Coleman, uh, Dan Severin. Don Fry, uh, Art Jimerson. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys out there. Uh, Jerry Goodridge, uh, the Barn Cat. What's his name? Tamden McCrory. Not the not Tamden. Uh, the other the the original Barn Cat. Uh, the guy that 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 beat the guy that McCorkle always trains with. Who talks about how great great he is. Um, forgot the guy's name. He says he beats up Matrion uh, and McCorkle still. Uh, he actually knocked oh. out um, Randleman back in the day. Uh, but there are so many guys out there. Uh, that are still around and you know, they didn't really get to, they didn't get the hundred million dollars that Conor McGregor has right now. Uh, so, you know, hug that guy or tell him how much you appreciate that guy. Hit him up on Twitter, hit him up on Facebook. I'm sure they would love to actually hear from you. By the way, Conor McGregor, they, his, the speech that never aired on the, uh, which was 10 times worse than the speech that did air, uh, for the MMA awards. You you guys want to hear a funny speech? Can you bring up, uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, Conor McGregor, fighters only, uh, other speech. He goes off on Nate Diaz about being a, a bum and not being able to afford being there. He goes off on Frankie Edgar. We're going to play this speech. And uh, it was pretty entertaining. By the way, Bubba Jenkins just showed up looking ripped. How are you, man? Ah, I'm good, man. Still wearing your jujitsu tops. Did you just come right from class? Nah, man. I, I, I Sometimes I rock these tight-ass shirts because I like the way my body looks. He just lives that life. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I am coming straight from practice, but I did not wear this in practice. I usually bring a change of clothes when I know I'm coming to the roast set. What's happening? Yeah. Chapo Jr. here. Uh, Chapo Jr. Just to say thank you so much to Fighters Only MMA Awards. What, what an award show. What a spectacle. Um... The who's who of MMA, I'm sure, is there in their in their badly fitted suits, uh, having a penny in their pocket. I heard I heard Nate Diaz couldn't even afford to fly over to Las Vegas for the ceremony. Um, Frankie, Frankie Edgar, I heard Frankie's little ass is wrapped in a bucket. I heard he's dressed like. Like a little, like a little chic servant or something. He's dressed like I heard. A chic uh, servant struggling to make a few quid. Um, I'd love to be there to see it all, but unfortunately, I'm out here grinding hard work pays, as you can tell by looking at at, at the numbers I brought in, by looking at 
everything that's going around by looking at the boss man saying the first UFC fighter in history to make a hundred million. Um hard work pays. So take take notes. <laughs> stop stop holding stop holding bitterness in your in, deep in your bum soul. <laughs> Stuck on twenty twenty thousand to show and twenty thousand to fight. I wipe my ass with that money, yeah. <laughs> I tip I tip your wage, Nate, yeah. Um so I'm happy. A successful year. It's an honor to be recognized by some magazine that probably should owe me some money too. Uh, <laughs> thank you all. This is out of control. I appreciate it. If you thought 2015 was good, wait until you see 2016. It sounds like he just finished jogging drunk. He was, he was driving while doing that. Uh, by the way, our, our intern just got seven more tattoos after hearing that of Conor McGregor. Uh, now, Bubba, you're a professional fighter. What do you think about that speech? I loved it. Why? I loved it for for many reasons. One, it's coming straight from the heart. <laughs> it's coming straight like he didn't he didn't prepare a speech. Just what I got to say to you guys. El Chapo Jr. here. Um, I loved it. And as a competitor, you know what I mean? That that's the kind of stuff that drives you to get better. You know, tell me what he said when he when he started lying you know tell me at what point did he start lying he now you're going to get mad at him for talking the truth and talking a little shit but that's that's his that's his mo his his the way he grinds the way he talks the way he kind of carries himself above all everyone else that's just kind of how he is you can't you cannot knock a man for being who he is right and that is who he is a everything he said yeah well <laughs> hey you you show up to see him get knocked out or you show him to see see him fight now i'm a win. conor mcgregor fan but so, i mean saying he wipes his ass with 2020 well, there, doesn't he there are guys if he made that, over a hundred million dollars forty thousand dollars has he already something. made over a hundred million if he was american he wouldn't either. make he yeah. wouldn't be making a hundred million dollars i mean the fact is he's one right. of one of one fighter right. uh one of one of 10 guys from ireland who have made the ufc well, to if be that. fair fifty thousand dollars is a hundred million in <laughs> irish dollars i mean he, well. he he also came along in a way he was very lucky the way that they, they got him he is really good He's great. At this point, he's he's the top of his game. Mm -hmm. However, you know, Aljamain is making twenty twenty. Uh, Aljamain is fucking undefeated. 18, Connor's 18. got Con what? 18, 18. 18, Connor's 18. got two losses on his record. Two losses. One, two first round losses. I mean, you can't knock success, but for him to put down people that are still struggling is kind of shitty. No. No, I agree with that. Um, there's some humility in something that he needs to say. I mean, he definitely has to be a little bit more humble, you know, because if God humbles you, it's going to be a painful process. So it, I, I, I do see that coming eventually. I don't know if it'll be RDA that does it, but eventually he will be humbled because you cannot walk around as boastful as he is and always get away with it. You know what I mean? There, there, You will be made an example out of it eventually. But until that happens... Grind on, my man. Grind on, El Chapo Junior. El Chapo got caught by Sean Penn. Exactly All what right? I just said. So he's. I, I think he's. You know, listen. You're saying Sean Penn is the next featherweight champion. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Sean Penn and that Mexican. So you heard it here first, folks. I like Conor McGregor. I'm not hating the on real him. old Chapo got caught. Yes. So you know he was on top dollar as well. You know. If we're going to talk about people who are at the height of their living and doing it, it. All good things come to an so end. So if Connor says if he beats Dos Anjos, he wants to fight Robbie for the belt, how will that go for him? CB? Uh, I don't think he beats Robbie. I think they might go five rounds, but I think, I mean, Connor walks around at 172. Cutting two pounds to fight Robbie, he probably walks around at 190. 
and Robbie hits way too hard. I mean, could McGregor do it? Yes. Bubba? That's a good point. He's got to hit him. Um, It isn't the matchup that you think that it will be, though. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, he'd crush him, he'd crush him. Well, if Connor just runs around, he's so fast. I mean, especially at 170 and not cutting weight, he's going to feel like a million bucks. Do you think he could beat Robbie? Your former teammates? I'm not going off a bias like that. I'm objective, son. Okay? I'm very objective. I I could care less unless the guys were black. Oh, come That's on. Point. That's a good point. I feel the same way. No, but I, I, think, I think he would lose to Robbie, but it ain't the crushing match that they see because he he's not going to sit in there and trade with Robbie. He's going to prounce it around. And how like did he, he do against Dos Anjos? It's a, it's a much better fight. Did you spar with Dos Anjos, right? Yes. How'd that go? It went really, very, very, very bad. Why? <laughs> I almost shit on myself with a body punch. Really? Yeah. He I was, hits that hard. Well, I was moving around, and this was in my, like, today it would have been uh, tons better. To, but, you know, this is when I, I just learned how to throw a jab and a cross. I mean, I, I didn't know much at all. And I was in there sticking and moving, sticking and moving, being a little bumblebee. And, I mean, he just came. I, I jumped in to, like, throw a, a, a cross or something like that. All wrong. Lump, leaping in, jumping in, all wrong. And he just hit me with a body shot that threw me across King's MMA and made me want to shit on myself. Did you, so. did you fall down? Um, I don't recall. <laughs> it was that hard of a body shot? It was that hard of a body shot. Wow. I just do not remember. I remember an exploding ass in my mind. That's the thought I had. You shit yourself. No, I didn't shit myself, but in my mind, I wanted to. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was good. I wrestled with him at other times when we didn't have gloves on and stuff like that, and I definitely held my own, but his pressure and his, I mean, he's a strong cat, and this is probably, you know, pre-drug test uh, and stuff like that, so he was strong and fast, and, you know, he had a pace He's that, still strong and fast, even post-drug abso- test. Absolutely. All That's right, why so, I say he's going to give him a problem, man. All right. We're going to call Chaz Skelly right now. Chaz is 15-1, and one, uh, coming off a huge fight that he had against uh, Edemilicion Souza, where he was hurt. I mean, he was rocked hard. I thought he was done. Came back, took him down, got through a naked choke. This is just a tough dude right here. Tough kid from Texas. He had a high school record of 164-3. and three. Is that better than your record? High school? No, I was like 209-4. and 209-4. 209 wins, four losses. Were they all freshmen when you lost? Most Hello? of them. Hey, Chaz Skelly. Hey, how you doing? Good. You're on the M.A. Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins. Okay, it's uh, Rich as well as CB. How are you, man? Oh, not too bad. How you doing? Good, good, good. Glad we finally got you. Uh, you got a big fight coming up against Darren Elkins at UFC 196. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. So you're not ready? Oh, well, fuck yeah, I'm ready. I stay ready. <laughs> nice. Your last fight, by the way, was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. You're fighting this guy, Souza, who who hits you, and you were out. I mean, it looked like you didn't know where you were. They were almost saying, stop the fight. And you came back, and you won the second round. We were naked choke. Got it. How hurt were you in that fight? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess uh, I was pretty hurt. I mean, I got... Flash, flash, knocked down, knocked out, whatever. And then uh, I really don't remember much of it until I uh, mid mid second round when I had him up against the fence in a double. I guess so. Yeah, I guess I was pretty hurt. 
Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. So you don't even have any recollection of what happened from the time you got hurt to the second round. There are like, uh, yeah, I mean, after the fight, I had like kind of flashes of stuff, you know, that was going on. But no, for the most part, I pretty much didn't really come back to until, you know, some somewhere in the second round. Yeah. Bubba, has that ever happened to you? No, I've never been knocked out like that in a fight. Um, but I can understand why he w- wouldn't remember until he, I mean, you just go into your body. You've been training for so long. You can do it in your sleep. And people say that, oh, you do it. You do this and you sleep. You do it in your sleep. Literally, he was asleep <laughs> and, and he just went to work, which is, you know, sometimes your body can work better that way. Now, you have a very big head. You think your big head helps you absorb more punches? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, I got oh, a little talking bean to me. head. Uh, <laughs> you got a pee head. Yeah, Guys. I got a little bean head. I, I, my head's good for getting out of chokes. I don't, I don't know about absorbing punches. Uh, now, uh, now you're you're a tough guy, man. I was saying you're you were 164 and three in high school wrestling. So you were a Texas State champion, correct? Uh, yeah. How many times? Uh, I won it once. I got second twice. Nice. And then also in the UFC, you fought two times in 13 days. Winning both fights, which is insane. I mean, you must be around a lot of Mexicans in, in Texas because you have a Mexican work ethic. I mean, you, you work very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do have a Mexican work ethic. I work a lot for no pay, so it works out. <laughs> yeah, and now how much, are you, I mean, how much are you getting paid in the UFC? Uh, I don't know. I guess this next one's for 21 and 21. 21. And, and your record's what, 15 and 1? Yeah. That is some bullshit. 15 and 1? Come on. Your only loss is to Mursad Bektik, which was a very, very, very close fight. Your old, your old teammate, right, Mursad? Yeah, Mursad's the man. I like Mursad. Sorry, Chaz, but, you know, it's a good fight. Now, uh, you were also a college All-American. Now, one of your ex-teammates, Johnny Hendricks, left team takedown, looked terrible in his last fight. Did you see that coming? Chaz. Brought up Massard Beckett uh, and gave him bad memories. Let's call it Ch- Ch- Chaz Beckett. That's messed up, bro. It was a close fight. It's messed up. Can't be bringing up old shit. Oh, no. <laughs> His only flaw, and you want to bring it up? Yeah, that's called uh, life. Sorry about that. I was, uh, I just got out of wrestling practice. I was trying to wipe the sweat off my phone. I hung up on you. No worries. Bubba says that we brought up Massad and then you hung up. Is, is that true? Oh uh, yeah, I thought fuck that I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> your only blemish, I'd be pissed too. Now, uh, now, I was saying that one of your teammates, Johnny Hendricks, recently left Team Takedown. Why did he leave? How, did he? What happened? Oh, I don't know. I'm not with Team Takedown either. So, uh, but oh. I, you know, I think Johnny's contract was up, and he more sweat problems. I don't really get on a personal level with Johnny like that, so uh, you just have to ask him. No, weren't you in Team Takedown? Yeah, I was in Team Takedown. Why did you leave? Uh, contract issues. I mean, you know, no, nothing personal. Like, I don't know what his issues were with Team Takedown, but for me, it was nothing, nothing personal at all. I mean, I love those guys. I, I like what they've done for me, but it was just a matter of business decision I made. Contract issue. So, where are you training now? Uh, I'm still training with basically the same people, you know, same place, same people. Just the only coaches that I'm not using, I guess, are the strength conditioning coach, Adrian Ramirez, and then uh, uh, Mark Lehman, you know. So everybody else, I'm still, you know, I'm still using the same coaches. I've brought a couple of training partners in for this fight. So it's all pretty much the same shit for me. Nice. Now, Darren Elkins is a grinder. I mean, this dude 
you have to hit him with a baseball bat to stop him. Uh, and so are you. So hype up this fight. Why should we watch this fight? Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it would be the the fight of the two ugliest dudes since Keith Jardine and Vendor and Silva. We're both ugly as fuck. I don't know. You know, it could go either way. I think this fight's going to be super exciting. Both of us, it's, we're, we're both pretty uh, unorthodox, you know, when it comes to style. I think I'm a little, I think my wrestling's better than his. I'm a little funkier than he is. And uh, so I think, I think I'm going to out-wrestle him. I think I'm going to stuff his shots and and beat him up on the feet. You know, anybody that he's fought that has been able to stuff his shots and keep his standing has beat him. Wait, did you say um, the fight can go that, either way? Do what? You said the fight can go either way, you said? No, I don't think so. I don't see it going either way. I see oh, he winning. I, oh, I don't know. I thought that's what you said. It, it can go either way. I was like, well, Jesus, I never heard anybody say that before. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, I see. I think it's going to be a great fight, man. I love watching your fights. You're a fucking badass, dude. You, you're, you, you go forward. You move forward. You take shots. Are you going to keep your hands up this fight or just let him punch you? Oh, you know, I guess uh, until I get tired, yeah, I'll keep him up. <laughs> hey, Chaz, uh, four-time dick joke champion Rich Slayton here. Uh I wanted to ask you, who do you think has an uglier nose, Lady Gaga or Darren Elkins? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Darren Elkins. Nice. You know, I mean, Lady Gaga's got a better makeup crew. <laughs> Are you married? No, I'm not married. Do you have a girlfriend? Are you are you hitting on me? No, you know, I know. I, I want to know how much. I want to know how much Texas puss you're getting. Oh, I mean, well, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, during camp, I try and concentrate on what I'm doing, but outside of camp, you know, I get my fair share. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx myself here on the radio. Nice. I mean, are you getting a lot? Of, now, I mean, because I know Texas girls know how to treat a man. They got that big ass, small waist, beautiful boobs. I mean, are they just like when they see you win in the UFC? Is it just blowjob city afterwards? Yeah, you know, Texas girls. Texas girls are uh, they're a different breed, I guess. You know, you got the you got the real good looking for the most part. Usually, the the city girls, the Dallas girls, real good looking, kind of snobby ones. The the ones that can cook and, and know how to treat a man are usually uh, fat because they indulge in the the fried foods and shit. So those aren't really the ones you want unless you're looking for blowjobs because they they never they never spit. You know, never never right. skipping a meal. So. Right. I don't know, like, just whatever you're into. So which ones are you getting? Uh, anything I can get. You think I turn anything down? <laughs> <laughs> you see how I don't turn anything down. No, you have the best dad bod in MMA, man. Honestly, you uh, you definitely, yeah, you, but you're a great fighter, man. I mean, you, you, keep, uh, you keep winning, and I can't wait. I'm actually going to try to go to that are fight. Are you saying he's got the body of a middle school principal? He does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> That's messed and he, he has, has a, body. a dad bod. What do I have? Uh, you have a grandpa bod. Oh, okay. uh, he, he has a body. I have a beautiful. I have a beautiful hairline, though. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a good hairline. Well, that definitely matters, and Adam is jealous. I am totally jealous. I had a good hairline when I was nineteen, but he has the body of a middle school gym teacher lesbian. Now, um, so, by the way, so I have a show that Thursday night in Vegas at the Stratosphere. Do uh, you want to come? It was this a Thursday before your fight. Yeah. Before your fight, ten o'clock. You can get some laps on. Uh, I'll hook you up. I mean, I was just saying, is it free? Because I'm not paying for it. Totally, you know? totally free. <laughs> totally free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely go. Now, how much weight are you cutting for this fight? 
Um, you know, for this one, I'm really trying not to cut too much. Right now, I'm sitting at uh, 63. I usually come in, my goal is to, to come in at 58, cut that 12 water weight. I'd like to be at, at uh, 56 at this one, just cut that 10. So, you know, 10 to 12, I'll be when cutting that. When did you fight, Chaz? But the, 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 uh, March 5th. Years. March okay. 5th. On the, uh, it's yeah. a, he's on the biggest card in the... It's going to be he's on the Misha Tate card. Yep, the yep, Conor McGregor fight. I know exactly the it's card. It's going to be a good I card, man. didn't know when he was fighting. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think Elkin Skelly might be fighter of the night. Those guys throw down. Those guys throw down. I agree. I, I do think I do think it's uh, fight of the night material. You know, it could be... Uh, it could be a really technical grappling match or a really fucking sloppy striking match, so you never know. <laughs> By the way, there's this thing called tip a fighter where uh, the, the crowd can tip you for your fights. We could actually pay you and be like, yo, this guy Chaz Skelly just won me some money. I want to give him 100 bucks. You should join, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned, You know, I, I've gotten the paperwork for it before from when I was with Team Takedown. And I decided, you know, I decided not to do it at that point just because I was doing team takedown. But I talked to Brian Levick, the guy who's doing uh, helping me with some PR stuff, and I, I do think I'm going to do it, actually. Nice. Well, bu- like, well, Bubba Jenkins, by the way, he says he has a better wrestling res- record than you in high school. He was 200 and what were you? Nine. 209 wins and four losses. Uh, you were 164 wins and three losses. Will you wrestle Bubba for charity? For charity, yeah, I'll do anything for charity. Now, Bubba was a Division One champion. You were a Division Two All American. Uh, is that a big? Is that a big? You know, are you are you, are you kind of nervous about this? Well, I mean, I was an NAI All American. That's leaps and bounds of difference. But <laughs> well, you know, what we could do. We could make it a, a a grappling match as opposed to a wrestling match. <laughs> and I think that might that might even the odds a little bit. Bubba, are you? Are, what, do, what do you think? I, I I wouldn't mind, man. Anything for charity. We can right. we can definitely do a grappling match. Okay, I'm going to stall my ass off, uh, being that it's grappling. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really look for submissions, but then you know we can we can have fun with. Who, it. Who, you, fun. Now, do you think you're gonna you're, you're, you're gonna smoke Chas Kelly? If we were wrestling, I'd smash him. Um, <laughs> and there's no offense about it. I'm very confident in Chaz, my takedown ability. Are you this? You're an NAIA All American. This guy says he's a, he would smash you. Are you, you going to take that? Hey, you know, uh, Division One, a Division One national champion. You know, that's uh, one of the biggest accomplishments you can have in wrestling. Right. So. You know, the guys, the guys accolades speak for themselves. I mean, what am I going to say? I'm an NAI All-American. <laughs> I'm a national champion. You know, what the fuck, what do you want me to say? All right, who's grappling, it? like you said, that they can go either way with grappling. I mean, now, who's banging more white chicks tricks. with big asses? You or Chaz? Uh, I'm going to go with me. Chaz, do you hear that? Yeah, ask him who's fucking more Mexican girls with big asses. I'm going to go with me. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. I know, that's a good one. I did, I did spend a year in Arizona now. So, <laughs> so I'm into the Mexican girls. I I usually uh, that's what I go for. But no, I I would give him that definitely. That definitely. He, he's he's fuck more Mexican chicks with big asses. Well, yeah, and because I I don't know, it, it was just different for me at the time. I I was into the snow bunnies. I get that. Yeah, man. <laughs> he, he was into a lot of cocaine. Listen, Chaz, uh, <laughs> you're a great fighter. It's an honor to have you on the show. Do me a favor in this fight. Don't get knocked out and then come back because you scared the shit out of me last time. All right, I was rooting for you. Hey, do what you got to do. I thought they were going to stop it. Put your hands up this time. Don't let these guys punch you in the face. No, I've been working on that. So yeah, that's the game plan. All right, good, good, good. Well, uh, CB, anything you want to say, Chaz Skelly? By the way, CB, if you don't know Bubba, 
he got a brand new Conor McGregor tattoo. Our, our, our intern CB has, he has three McGregor tattoos. He has his face, Conor's face. Just show him. Next Just to CB's penis. Uh, where he, will, you, will you show Bubba? Well, if it's that close to his penis. No, no, it's know. not that close. No, just show him your penis. That's actually it's close enough. Oh, so uh, Chaz, oh, to Chaz. Oh, okay, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba looks scared. Bubba's right like now. moving away. What do you What do you think, Bubba? <laughs> it's 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 great work by the artist. He yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say much about his tattoos, man. I mean, you, you get your tattoos for your personal reasons and you, and and what you're feeling at that moment. Now, when he becomes 80 years old and and Conor McGregor ends up killing someone or something like that. that Would you ever have a white guy on your on next to your penis? Um, no. No. I was asking for a friend. No. <laughs> no. no. Well, listen, but then, that tattoo's got to be, you know, that tattoo Chad, I mean, uh, what's his name? Conor McGregor has to be a good guy for the rest of his life now because That's what of that I said. tattoo. He, you 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 bet a lot on that. He's I'm a fan saying. for life, he says. He's a fan yeah. for life. Good. Okay. Listen, Chaz, thank you for coming on the show. Good luck. I will see you on the Thursday, March 3rd at the Stratosphere, 10 o'clock. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. We now have a press conference between two guys that are fighting in uh, the Titan FC. Jose Shorty Torres against Jorge Dominguez. Uh, This fight looks like a mismatch on paper. Uh, Jose is a two-time MMA champion from Illinois. He's 12-0 as an amateur. Dominguez. Do you think you're one of the first and only people with a Conor McGregor tattoo face? On his penis? No. No. No, I've seen like three, four, five others, but... Mine matches my phone case. Yeah. yeah. What an like accomplishment him. that is. Yes. Because. You know, my artist drew it out without knowing what was on my phone case. Oh, yeah? And so that was like. Serendipity. He did. You great. should make a Sandra Bullock movie about it. He did I, I great work. So. What? He did great work. Thank you, Bubba. Oh, is he on right now? All right. It looks good. If you need any work done, I got a tattoo shop for you. <laughs> oh, man. I just actually recently just told myself that I'm not going to get any more tattoos. Yeah, it is no more room for You tell yourself guys. after seeing his? No. <laughs> <laughs> it did help. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hello? Jose Torres. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going, man? You're on the MA Roasted Podcast. Me, Bubba Jenks. Uh, as well as Rich Slayton, funny comedian, as well as CB Gold, the biggest MMA fan in the world. How are you, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain so far. Good, man. Now, you are a two-time world amateur champion, correct? Yes, sir. You have a record of 12-0? and 0? Uh, twenty-five and one. Twenty-five and one as an amateur. It's a lot of amateur. Where did fights. you get your stats from? It that, said twelve and zero. You were way <laughs> the fuck off. Way I, off. I, okay, you're twenty-five and one as an amateur. And now, uh, so why did you have twenty-six amateur fights? Though, I mean, what, do you think that's a little too much? Uh, no, it's never too much. It's always great experience. But uh, two reasons. One was when I first joined uh, Matt Sherman at Combat Doe, I ended up having a deal with him of hey, you, if you want to fight for me, you have 20 amateur fights no matter what. I don't care if you're 0-20 or 20-0, I want you to get the, uh, the experience. All right, that's one reason. Second reason was I had a full ride to Division II wrestling, so I might as well finish my school for free. So um, I was like, you know what? FCAA rules say that if I go pro, I lose all my scholarship money, so I decided to finish my education. I graduated, now I'm going pro. Nice. Now, who did you wrestle for? I wrestled for McKenzie University. And how did you do? 
I did really well. You know, sadly, uh, my final year didn't end up going the best because you know, I don't believe it was the right weight class. But overall, I got my my college education, I got my bachelor's degree in leadership and sports and exercise science, and yeah, you know, it's my fallback. So I definitely can't complain. Nice. Well, good for you, man. Screw the NCAA. <laughs> they don't do anything for their athletes. Yeah, right. They're scrubs. <laughs> now you got a fight coming up uh, March fourth. Uh, in Titan FC, you're fighting Jorge Dominguez, your first pro fight. First pro fight against this guy. Are you excited? I'm very, very excited. You know, I was supposed to fight for NFC 36, and you know, the week before they told me, hey, your fight's canceled. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks because you know, I worked so hard for it. I was in San Diego for two months, and I'm just definitely, definitely very excited to get my long-awaited pro debut. Nice. Well, we're going to call Jorge right now. Uh, we and- want you to talk as much cash shit as you can possibly muster up. You got to sell this fight, man. Too many of you guys are coming on and you're saying, oh, well, what a really good fight. And I hope he brings out the best of me. And people are like, oh, man, it's, it's a tough time, man. We live in a tough generation. People will have to be sold it. If you can't just tell them I'm a, I'm a great athlete and the other guy's a great athlete. I mean, I'll watch it. Bubba will watch it. Rich Slayton will watch it and probably commentate on it. CB will get your tattoo. But that's, that's only four of us, okay? We got to gotta sell this shit. And this guy, Dominguez, is talking a lot of shit about you, by the way. You know that, right? That's all I need. I, I just need your support, guys. That's all. <laughs> Good. Nice. Good. Well, you have it. Nice. But will you oh. keep it? Jose Shorty Torres against Jorge What weight Dominguez. is this at? 125, right? Is this? No, 135. 135. Well, we know who's going to win this fight. Yeah. Is he afraid to answer the phone? Come on, Jorge. He knows you're on the line. It's not like you're famous or anything, Jorge Shorty. You think they're kind of giving you a, a, a gimme or this guy's tough? What do you I think? mean, that, that's always nice, but I can't complain. You know, I'm not the one that looks for my fight. Titan does that for me. <laughs> so, yes. In other words, <laughs> yes. I am happy with the pick. I'm definitely happy with the pick. I can't so you're a scrub. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, we're leaving a voicemail. Yeah, you first. Jorge, how's it going, man? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MA Roasted Podcast. Uh, we have your opponent, Jose Shorty Torres. Here on the line, you're supposed to do a press conference. Hor- uh, Jose. But you take- were scared. Take it away. Hey, Jorge Dominguez. Uh, you know, usually if you don't pick up the call, that, that's usually a bad sign for you. It's a great sign for me. But overall, I hope to see you. I hope you don't do what you just did in this interview and phone call and don't show up or don't pick up. But I'm definitely hoping to see you and put on a great show. But oh, it's not looking too well so far. And, uh... Hey, Tennessee is going to get a great show, by the way. Either way, if you show up or not, I'll do something by myself. I'll do a backflip or two. We'll see. I'll do a stage north cut. And uh, you know, overall, hey, I was, I, we could have done a Latino interview. We could have done it in Spanish. We could have talked back in Spanish for Anna Hunter and all these guys here don't even know what we're but saying. But you ruined you know, it. But, Jorge, I'm telling you right it. now, Jose is coming for your car. He's coming for your house. He's coming for your family. <laughs> you have a problem with anything I'm saying? My name is CB Gold. You can find me in Venice. <laughs> I have a tattoo of Conor McGregor on my dick. <laughs> Jose, uh, Jorge, come on, man. We were, uh, we are going to, I'm telling you, 
Titan FC, you're going down, brother. You're going down like John Dotson. Okay, we are gonna. You're going down like Charlie Sheen's T cell count. All right, we are gonna. Jose is gonna fuck you up. This is CB Gold. I'm gonna fuck up you. Everybody, you know, I'm kicking everyone's ass. I am CB the Grenade Gold, and I you can I, find me on Twitter. I'm fucking everybody up. I'm, I'm, I'm people are getting pregnant. I'm going around. I'm, I'm I'm fucking kicking everyone's ass. I don't give a shit. I'm the greatest. Mother- Motherfucker fighter. I'm 24 and one is an amateur. 25 and one. Okay. That one loss was bullshit. I'm Shorty Torres. CB Gold, motherfucker. Come on, bitch. You want a piece of me, Jorge? This is bullshit. I'm BB, a Titan FC. March 4th. You're getting fucked up. I'm ripping your fucking head off. Okay. I'm taking your cock. I'm putting it into a fucking, uh, I don't know, twister and I'm going to shit on it. I'm shitting on your face. All right, dude. I'm kicking your fucking ass. You are so. So fucking dead, dude. Fucking dead. Your whole family's dead. Everyone you know is dead. Your high school's dead. Your college is dead. And you're fucking getting fired. Also, my name is CB Gold, in case you weren't listening earlier. You're fucking going down, Jorge. This is fucking bullshit with your 9 and 4 fucking record. You're fucking dead, man. You're fucking dead. I'm gonna kill you. You're fucking dead. <laughs> By the way, that's that's C B G O L D. If you didn't catch it, all right. Okay, that was our. I hope most of that doesn't get. Uh, I hope most of that doesn't get onto his phone because so, I think I'm gonna have a bunch of people at my house later, like trying to kill me, and I didn't say none of this stuff. All right, so Jorge, no, that was one of Jose, our best conferences ever. Jose, really. that's how it's done. Yeah. See. Good job. Connor McGregor has nothing on you, man. No, nothing. So, Jose, where are you training out of? Just <laughs> Illinois. Just Illinois. Who are some of the pros that you do uh, train with? Um, the pros, I mainly train with professional boxers. We have Adrian Canales, that's number six in the world right now. That's going to have his uh, most likely a championship bout against the champion right now for uh, WBC. So, it's a great time going with him. And you know, I train mainly just one on one with Master Bob Shermer. And. I'm trusting. I'm definitely excited to put on a really good show. Nice, man. Well, listen, uh, this was a great interview. Uh, I can't wait for your fight, Titan FC. Hopefully, we'll, we'll reschedule this press conference for next week. And uh, good luck, Jose. You're the best. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, guys. Hey, you know, lucky enough sometimes they're 15 minutes late. So, <laughs> you know, just so well. No problem. Uh, you know, I really appreciate all the support. You know, again, all I need is you four guys to watch it. I'll be happy. We're going to watch it. Happy. We're going to watch it for you, brother. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. As long as, as long as I don't get a prank call by you guys, I appreciate <laughs> Good luck, brother. Good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So uh, that was our CB. What's See, going on, man? You, seriously, I can't believe you said all that stuff. That was, that was really rude. You really brought yourself out on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm so done. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you lie to that, man, bro? Like, you said I'm going to watch that shit. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I, I would watch it if I wasn't doing something. I'm going to watch your fight. I'm going to have your fight on Bellator on my TV, and I'm going to have uh, Fight gonna, Pass I'm on gonna, my phone. I would watch it, but I'm going to be extremely busy. Yes. You got a fight coming up. Extremely busy. Against Gotti Yamamochi. Goiti Yamauchi. Thank you. Oh, Say it right. Adam. Goethe, it's not Gotti? No. You were saying Gotti too. You were saying, was saying I think you were saying Giotti. I was saying Goethe. Goethe Yamauchi. All right. And what do you know about Goethe? Uh, I know the Bubba's going to beat the shit out of him. Well, oh, now, what, what advice would you, would you give Bubba? 
Uh, yeah, come on, CB. You be analyzing shit. I know you got some tricks oh, in your no. brain. Honestly, coming off like the Parsons fight and whatever, I I don't think there's anything you need to be told that you already don't know. I'm sure you you Facts. study the dude. You know what you're gonna do and work your game. Get Facts. get one fight closer to that title and fuck it, man. I mean, Facts. will you get a Bubba Jenkins tattoo? I don't think he wants me to get above a chicken center. <laughs> Only if it's holding hands with Connor. <laughs> There's no room for him to be holding hands unless the hands are my this? balls. How about this? How about this? If Bubba wins a championship, okay, and Connor loses, will you put Bubba's dick in Connor's hand? <laughs> <laughs> so he's holding Bubba's dick on your on your body. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> that wasn't a no. Let's want to put that out there. All right, we're going to call Matt Schnell right now. Matt Danger. Schnell. Danger. Who's got a fight coming up against who? Uh, he's fighting uh, somebody's fighting, fighting somebody. Somebody's fighting Demacio, Demacio Page. Demacio Page. Uh, you know Demacio Page? Man, it sounds so familiar. He used to be in the UFC. Demacio has fought a lot. But this guy, uh, Matt Schnell, is good. He, he's on a five fight winning streak. Oh, uh, he's on a cool good. TV show. However, however, that streak. Last five wins, none of his guys have winning records. Demacio's uh, a tough dude. Every Dem- five fights changes your life as an MMA fighter. So it doesn't matter if they have winning records? No, it doesn't. Really? Every five fights, bro. Do it in fives. But he lost a fight, needed some confidence builder. I think, I think, you know, I think it's good to have guys that, like, when you lose, to, you can come Hello. back up. Hey, what's up, Matt Schnell? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, Rich Slayton. As well as CB Gold, the grenade. How are did I, did I hang out with you at, at the fights? Were you, were you the guy that was with uh, 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 Dustin yeah, Poirier? Was Dustin. Yeah, 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 super yep. nice. Dustin sure was. Enough. Dustin spoke very highly of you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, do you train with Dustin? Yeah, I train out here in uh, Coconut Creek with Dustin at American Top Team. So yeah, I've been out here for a little short of two years now. Did you train with Bubba when he, he was there, Bubba Jenkins? No, I don't think I ever uh, saw Bubba. I, I must have just missed him. I remember people talking about him uh, when when I first started. Uh, was it good? Around, was it good? But, were they talking uh, good? What were they saying? Uh, most mostly just his name would come up at times as if he had been around. I, I don't remember anything in particular. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Matt, you got a big fight coming up, man. You're eight and two. You're fighting Demacio Page. Uh, a guy who fought DJ uh, Demetrius Johnson, he fought Jorgensen, fought a lot of guys. This guy, uh, you know, ex UFC star. Uh, how are you prepared? Are you ready for this? What's going on? No, I think it's I think it's uh, the perfect time for a fight like this. He's a vet, and uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of coming into my own, and it's time to start fighting these guys that have names, and you know, hang them up and and stick them on my win column, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you had five wins, but the guys that you beat, I was looking, they didn't have great records. Uh, were, th- were those mostly confidence builders or just, th- you know, good matchmaking? or Great management. That's uh, what that's called. Great management. Yeah, I, I think it's good management. And, you know, a, a lot of fights fell through. We had a lot of late replacements here recently. And uh, even, I mean, my of my last, I, I've actually won six in a row. I'm nine and two. And uh, the sure dog for some reason has left off one of my one of my recent wins. But yeah, good management. I think a lot of late replacements have attributed to it as well. And uh, you know, I'm, I've just done my best to stay busy. And sometimes you take the fights you got to take. Nice. Now your last fight, uh, you won because of an illegal knee. Were you winning that fight? I tried to find it. I couldn't find it on the on the computer. 
Yeah, I was winning the fight. It was uh, a little frustrating, you know, obviously. Everybody asks you about it now since it's a DQ. It's like a cheapened win to me. But I felt that I was in complete control. Busted the guy up in the first round. Uh, hit him with a big elbow. Cut him over the eye. Uh, was in control of everything. And, uh, you know, maybe lost a scramble right there at the, towards the end of the fight was on bottom trying to build up. And as I started to build up, he just stood up and, and need me in the side of the head and hurt me pretty good. So I wasn't able to continue, but like I said, definitely I was in full control. You are a huge the pussy. By the way. What, such a pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brain trauma, right? Hey, fuck, man. I couldn't imagine, you know, fucking, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's rough, dude. During, <laughs> dude, during sex, I can't even sweep my girlfriend at the point at this, at this point. So, uh, <laughs> I give you a lot of credit, man. Uh, now a win over Damasio. Are you going to, uh, get to the UFC? Do you think that's going to uh, bring no. you to the big show? I think uh, over the over the last few months, every time I've gotten a uh, win, we've thought that you know maybe this would be the one. I can't say. You know, all I can do is, is keep winning fights, and uh, I, I would think that a win over Demacio would certainly be enough to get me in. But whether it is or, or it's not, we're going to stay busy, and I'm going to keep winning fights. They can't hold me out forever. You know, if I if I keep winning, uh, they're going to have to let me in eventually. Now you're um you were on the show Caged on MTV. Now. At- were you just getting hot, young, not like, I mean, legal young, but like hot, like tail after that? Were you getting these 21-year-old chicks? They're like, oh my God, you're on TV. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. It was way too easy. I and I didn't deserve it whatsoever, but, you know, I definitely uh, took advantage of it. I uh, actually met my, my girlfriend, who I've been with for the last four years now, uh, on Twitter. So, you know, got me a good one, too, and enjoyed my time for sure. Nice. Well, that's good. So you got it out of the you out of, out of your system. You got a bunch of hot chicks, and then now you're with the girlfriend. Yeah, you, that's you, right. That's right. Now, is it, your girlfriend must be smoking, right? She's not a bad looking one herself. She's a hometown girl. What does she look know, like? She's definitely beautiful. Little blonde thing. She's cute. Good looking. You, you can look. I mean, shoot. Look at the <laughs> look at the social media. You can find her. Stalk me down a little bit. What does she do? She's a nurse. Ah, oh, perfect. Smart. Yeah. That's that's a perfect thing. So if you get cracked yeah, or bleeding, she can help one. you. I got me. I, that's right. I got me a, a smart one too. So nice. I it out. So when's now? When is this fight against Demacio? Uh, March twenty fifth, end of March. And where can people watch it? It'll be on Access TV. It's uh, it's for Legacy for the Legacy title. So uh, Access TV Friday night fights. They they have fights on every Friday. So nice. Uh, yeah. So who is some of the guys? So you're training over with like Robert Whiteford, uh, Cole Miller. Those are some of the guys you train with. Yeah, yeah, those guys are here. Uh, they're they're a little bit bigger than me. We have so many guys here at the top team. You really don't have to train outside of your weight class. Even one weight class up, probably the max you would ever go. I mean, I, when when we roll and we and we wrestle live and stuff like that, I'll go with bigger guys. But for the most part, I stick with the smaller guys. I work a lot with Brad Pickett. Uh, we got Kyoji Horiguchi out here right now. A uh, guy uh, also in the UFC, Chris Keylade. Um, and we got a bunch of young, talented, up and coming guys. I'm sure Bubba remembers quite a few of them from, uh, you know, their homegrown ATT. Now guys Bubba said everyone there was a huge pussy. Bubba said he, he <laughs> Bubba said he he actually left American Top Team because training was way too easy. Uh, he needed more of a competition. Especially Hector Lombard. Lies. He said he was actually going yeah. way too easy in sparring, and Hector kept quitting. Is that is there any truth to that? 
Man, I mean, if Bubba said it. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's a great honestly, gym. You're in a good Hector, place. Hector, Hector Lombard is one of the scariest men ever. But, uh, you, you know you're in ATT when you believe that Hector is scary because it's absolutely that's a fact. Right. Do you think Hector... Uh, now, do you think Hector... Is this going to run through... Um, what, who's Neil he fighting? Uh, who's he fighting? Neil Magny. Neil Magny? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I got to say that just in case Hector's listening. Hector's going to motor in for sure. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> uh, now, who do you, now, who do you like uh, uh, winning? Do you like Conor McGregor or Dos Anjos? Uh... I like Dos Anjos in that fight, you know, I, but I, I pick against Conor McGregor every time, I guess I, I like the guy. I think he's great for the sport. Um, you know, I, I think, I think he does some really cool stuff, but uh, I think Dos Anjos, man, he's, he's looked incredible. Uh, he, he's got a bad style for Conor, but I mean, Conor McGregor can always just, you know, sleep slap somebody in 13 seconds. So I guess you never know. You can't count that guy out, but if you're asking me to pick somebody, I'm picking Dos Anjos. Now, what would you say to a guy that got a Conor McGregor tattoo next to his balls? Uh, that's pretty pretty gay right there. I don't know. That's as fanboy as it gets, I think, right? Uh, CB, you going to take that from him? See, we met a few years ago, man, and I liked you, but uh, <laughs> now, now, uh, now I, I don't know. They put you on the spot, though, but yeah, man. And it's, and it's not next to my balls. Conor- I don't know why they keep fucking saying that shit. It's It's... It's on my high thigh. It's it's on my groin. What are you talking about? It's not nowhere near my Does balls. It, is it Conor McGregor's name or what is it? Because I, I, it's his face and hand. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. He's twirling his mustache. <laughs> Super accurate. Where, 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 did, where did we meet? Where did we meet? I'm interested. We met uh, before the tough finale Grindr. when Ray Nelson fought Matt Mitrione. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, Dustin, Dustin Poirier was on that card against Brookings, All and right. uh, yeah, right. we met. It was right after the show finished airing, and uh, I was a big yeah. fan of the show. I really liked watching you on the show. Well, how come you didn't get his I tattoo did. on your butts? What? Well, how come you didn't get his I tattoo on your? Started... What was that? This is my year to win my UFC title and, and sleep slap Brazilians and, and do all the cool stuff and, and be mystic, uh, mystic match now. So my time is coming, I think. Nice. Matt, have you ever done any modeling? Just as a side question. No, I haven't, but I'm open to it if you yeah, know somebody no, who you, pay me. You look like Condit, Carlos Condit fucked Alan Jobain, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's actually That's funny. True. My brother actually really resembles Carlos Condit a lot, so it's funny you say that. Nice. Well, listen, Matt. Oh, by the way, how do you know? Um, how do you know uh, Mercedes? By the way, Mercedes. She's uh, she manages me oh. or helps. You know, she kind of co-manages me. Helps me with sponsors and stuff. I've uh, worked with Anthony a little bit, and we've kind of we've kind of kept up with each other. And uh, so, so they they help me with sponsors, and you know, try and help me get my foot in the door. Another person to keep their ear to the ground and. Look for opportunities. If you don't know, guys, Mercedes uh, is this woman with huge tits uh, who's married to Ah. Anthony Burchek. She's super sweet. Uh, She had a fight last Saturday, actually. Did she win? I was just about to ask that. No, no, no. She lost. She got TKO'd in the second. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, but she got in there. So she won by getting in there. Uh, and uh, right. and I happen to like her a lot. She's managing Absolutely. people. She's cool as hell. Yeah, her actually, actually, her yeah. like boobs got a lot smaller since she cut weight. 
Uh, so I'm totally <laughs> against her fighting. Uh, you know, I've never even met her in person. So uh, all, all I all I know through her is you know text messages and. Well, look out know, the window and you can see your tits. And... So <laughs> they're they're that big. That's funny. Uh, I, I was I was sad to hear that she lost. Uh, but, yeah. You know she's tough and like you said she won for getting in there. So. Right. Uh, man, I just got one quick question for you based on the show. Um, did any of the other two guys, I remember one, I think his name was Daniel. Did any other two uh, guys on cage, are they still fighting or do you talk to them? Have you heard from them? No, Daniel's not fighting. Actually, uh, the other guy, West Branch, he actually was in a bad uh, dirt bike accident and he's actually paralyzed from the waist oh, down. I think, shit. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty, it's pretty, it sucks, but he's, uh, he's in good spirits. And I think it's one of those injuries where, uh, his 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 spine didn't get snapped. It's just bruised, and uh, from what I understand, they expect him to be able to walk again at some point. It's not one of those like his spine snapped in half and, he, and it's hopeless. So, uh, you know, I was happy to hear that. So, yeah, he's he's been in a wheelchair I think for the last two three years. Uh, but you know, goes to rehab every day, tries to work through, and he's he's a good guy. Now, but, uh, Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly still fights. Yeah, I met Tony at, at Mayhem's house. Uh, Mayhem's yeah. Mayhem's party. That, 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 that was a wild guy right there. That was a wild dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he knows how to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, listen, man. Good luck in your fight. I hope you make the UFC. I hope everything comes true for you, man. You seem like a real, real nice guy. Uh, hopefully, uh, next time I'm in Florida, we'll hang out. Uh, and yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you, you can find my social media accounts. They're at danger underscore caged, uh, Facebook, Matt Danger Schnell. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out here fighting and, and uh, making my mark on, on everything. So I appreciate you guys having me. I'd love to come back at any point. Anytime, we'll brother. Soon. Anytime. Take care, Matt. Yes, awesome, man. Good luck in training right. and stay safe, boss. All right. Appreciate you. Uh, by the Bye. way, the interview was brought to you by Decipher. Fighters. Decipher has recently raised the bar for management in professional sports. The firm represents fighters, assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need taken care of while training for your next fight. Not only do they provide next-level comprehensive management support, they allow you to keep more money than any other agent or manager out there while offering one-on-one mental coaching to keep you primed for success. So go to di-cipher.com. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. Bubba, you guys don't know this. He moonlights as a male stripper, okay? Uh, <laughs> yes, you can book him, okay? Bubba Jenkins, huge slong.com, okay? He has to do that. It sucks. His wife is very upset about this, okay? But he's got to pay the rent. The polls are cold. Yes, the polls are cold. He doesn't like it, okay? But he actually, and now it's so bad, he's gotten cauliflower penis. Okay, so go to tipafighter.com. <laughs> tipafighter.com, okay? We could tip fighters. Tip fighters, give them money. What's going on? How are you? So, what else we got going on? So we have. Man, uh, I, I had a um, I had a father father fail moment the other day. What happened? I don't know if you guys saw my Periscope, but I took my son to uh, Adventureplex the other day. You know what Adventureplex is? What's that? Adventureplex is basically like a tiny town. It's like called Toddler Town. There's a bunch of kids, a bunch of stuff for little kids to do. Right. And was Team Alpha Mel there? Uh, no, no, they were okay. not there. But okay. it's, it's younger, 
let's say not. I mean, you kids, couldn't right? tell they mixed in with the kids so <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there were so many kids running around. I did see some kicks and punches going. So who knows? Right. Really? But I was focused on my son, and my son got a ball taken from him. Okay, and this is a father fail moment because I have taught my son double eggs. And I've taught him punches and kicks right? as an MMA fighter and just as a proud dad. And I told my son to attack. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, I didn't tell they, him to they, attack. Not then and there, but... but No, right. but he got the ball stolen. He had the ball and, you know, the ball got taken from him. And he was very sad. And he was about to walk over to me and, like, basically have me console him. But... I told him to double egg. <laughs> no, really? That's not, that's not good parenting at all, dude. T- this is a father fail moment. I'm okay. telling you. So did he double egg him? He blew that girl up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a girl? He blew that chick up. Don't lie. That's horrible. But then I let him take give her the ball back. So it was it was bittersweet for me. Damn. I, I, I felt so you good. Proved he it beat was, her up listen, and he's a good oh, that's listen, terrible. It what was kinda? it was a, a classic. Yeah, but how was a double leg though? It was beautiful. Yeah. Oh man, it was <laughs> What did your wife so, say? I was so proud. This she was not around for this. <laughs> Had she been around, I may not have may, may. We cannot There's confirm no what <laughs> was the double leg better than Bader's on Rumble? It was. It was. It, let me tell you, it was classic form, and he meant it. Oh, he meant it. That's he horrible. wanted. Not only is he teaching he, him to fight, but he domestic wanted, violence. He wanted this that is ball. Like, this is two things. But then I, I taught him better later. I taught him better. He later. didn't know that chick. It's not domestic. Uh, come on. It's a good point, Rich. Uh, that's Tito, horrible. Tito but the chick was much Saturday. bigger. And she, you can't just steal a ball from a child. Wait, did Tito hit a girl or take a cell phone back? Uh, I'm seeing conflicting reports, but I'm seeing misdemeanor battery, and I'm like, you know. So Tito I, actually hit a girl? It was at Dre's in Vegas. So wow. I, I, that was his first win in two years. I, yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Now, now, what is this you showed me during the break? Okay, so there's this new, it's called a UR fight. It's on March 20th. There's a few different things going on. Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio in a wrestling match. Yes. Michael Bisping and Chael Sonnen are in a grappling match. Right. Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock are in an MMA fight. And Roy Jones Jr. is paying $100,000 to a fan to fight him. <laughs> I, I am not lying. Wait, now, where does this that. take place? What is this? It's uh, may, heaven. This is heaven. Where is, is this? I like how um, Ken Shamrock's already booking his next fight. It's <laughs> He's like, no, I can, I can lose on purpose as many times as I want in a row. Where is this? I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> but crazy. yeah, if you win the contest, you can you fight, fight Roy, Roy Jones Jr. for a hundred thousand dollars. That is, if you win, or you just get a hundred thousand. No, to show you up. get a hundred thousand to get in the ring. I'm like, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that fight. Yeah. I would take that fight. If you lost, tomorrow. you lost to Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, right. and if you win, you knock that you Roy Jones. Beat Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, but where, so we don't know where the fight is, uh, uh, and you can, you can order it online. It's yeah. It's going to be an eye pay per view. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, it's, I oh, it. it's. Uh, let's I mean, see, prize of I love it. Like what? What, what don't you like about resort? it? The Paiute Golf Resort. Where's that? Paiute? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so Bubba loves this. I love it. Why? Hundred grand. What? What? What's there not to like? What's well, the date? You get. Uh, you get 20th. your WWE. You get your boxing. You get your grappling. Get your shit talking as well, and you get your fight. All right. First of all, are you really getting boxing by some random guy who get beat up by Roy Jones for hundred thousand dollars? Hey, 
greatness. It's a hundred grand, and it's boxing. Okay, and then are you really uh, getting like grappling at, at, at ninety year old Ken Shamrock? No, that's full, that's full MMA. That's oh, it's MMA. Shamrock Severn is MMA. Bisping Sonnen is grappling. It should be the opposite, right? Because they, they actually be, that was a good fight, Bisping Sonnen. No, the first it, one. What it should be is it should be. Um, what was that movie years ago with the pair the quadriplegics murder ball? Yeah, it should be like Dan Severn on a walker and Ken Shamrock in a walker, and who can bash the other one until they fall down or something. You're right. I think in theory this is it's actually good. good. It's a good point, I don't TV. know if good point. <laughs> and it's a month. It's a month after on, Shamrock's where? fighting Gracie. It's like. I, what is the point? All right, relax, Steve. Where, is this, where is this happening, though? Like the Paiute Golf Resort. I, I, in what state? I, if this is in California, I think podcast road trip is in order. <laughs> International waters, maybe? International waters? We will be calling this fight, this grappling Hold match, on, this man. WWE. International waters? It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas? It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Can oh. we go? Ooh, yeah. I will submit myself podcast for 100 grand road trip. like that to you fight Roy Jones Jr. How, how do you think you'll do? I'll double leg the shit out of him. It's get a boxing disqual- match. I'll get disqualified and get paid. I don't care. Podcast road trip. This sounds perfect. Can we commentate the whole thing? It does sound pretty awesome. We have to get somebody involved who knows about this beyond this. We gotta get the promoter on the on Chill's the show. my buddy. I'm sure he'll hook us up with something. But I mean, is this thing gonna make any money? You think? What? Who cares? <laughs> Well, this thing would have just fought. In thirty years, Adam, your your stepkids will ask you, "Where were you <laughs> when Roy Jones Jr. knocked out a garage technician?" I mean, this is like <laughs> our interns. Can we go? Can we do an MMA roasted looking for a fight for the guy that's going to fight Roy Jones? That would Jr.? be funny. That would be amazing. We should do all Plus that. Plus the fact that like, would you fight Roy Jones for hundred grand? Absolutely. In boxing, I will fight Jones for ten grand. How do you think you do in boxing? <laughs> Boxing right now? Like CB said, I will take his ass down. <laughs> and there, and there you're, actually, you're actually doing CB's game plan? Yeah, absolutely. CB's a genius. <laughs> He's got amazing analysis. And my, my issue is Shamrock fights Gracie this Friday. Yeah. And then eight days later, Bisping fights Anderson Silva. You think Bisping's going to get knocked out by Anderson next week and then show up two weeks, three weeks He's later? He's been trolling to... the shit out of Anderson, by the way. I was with Anderson on Saturday. Number one, he's looking big, yeah. and he's looking more determined than I've seen him before. And, which he he uh, periscoped or videoed and put on his Facebook, him and all his friends were gearing up in army gear and then went paintballing for like two hours. Right. Which means... I think do you Anderson have a map he's in your house of what every fighter is doing at a certain time? <laughs> I do. He's got, he's got an app got that's not star, out there I yet. got the star maps on Melrose. It's, it's, actually, it's actually just a wall with pictures and pieces of red string going from picture to picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That was by accident that I saw him. I was I went down to his gym. My friend you had, wanted you, to go. You, you, you happened to show up at his house by accident? No, I went to his gym oh. because I wanted to buy some Anderson gear and check out the gym. And he's sitting outside, literally. You've seen the picture. Yeah. He was in all army gear. And so was Feijao, his um, one of Anderson's son, I think it was Khalil, and then a bunch of other people. All right, CB, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> Anderson's gonna Bubba, walk your through on this thing. I have no comment on this. I mean, see, um, CB, you are you are one of a kind. The fact that you get hot chicks. He had a gun on. His by side. the way, I actually saw CB's chick. Can we talk about that for a second. Yeah, go ahead. All right, she so, drove home this morning. So I'm really CB sad Gold about came it. in last time, and, and he showed me a picture of this girl. I thought he got it off the internet. You know, like he Googled hot chick and he, she actually, he produced her in person. Uh, and how did you, how did you, today. how did you get this girl? Um, you just showed her your new tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, she watched me Duct get the contact tattoo. No, but she how did you get this girl for real? Um, she, her friend. Adam wants tips. 
easy with your explanation. Shouldn't you sign up for Tip of Fighter then? Her friend walked into my tattoo shop to get work done and have a little consultation with my artist. She came in too. And just kind of started talking to both of them. The one that wanted tattoos. I mean... I've been Were you in, like, don't get this, and you lift up your shirt, or no? No, I'm, no, I'm fucking actually, with Honestly, at the tattoo shop, I yeah. take off my shirt more than anything because I'm my artist's walking book. He's the only one that's ever tattooed me oh, okay. for 12 years, and he doesn't put me in his book because I'm always fucking there. Anyways, um, I just started talking to her. We started hanging out, and then uh, we hung out in Vegas when I was there all week for the Hendrix Thompson yeah, fight. Yeah, that's why I saw you guys. And then uh, she came over to L.A. Uh, last Sunday. Spent the week with me. We had a pretty cool Valentine's Day yesterday, and uh, she went back today. And you're the most interesting guy in the world. I hope CB. all you podcast fans took notes on how to get chicks from that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that because he asked you a question of like, "How did you do it?" And you were like, "Well, we hung out a lot." And yeah, then I, know, I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. She's, What's your game? She's, she's one of the I I'm at a like tattoo my, shop. My, all my the game time. is one on one talking when conversation. You're a Bubba J like uh, type of person, and, and CB Gold. Sure. There is no game. I get that. I the get game that. comes to you. The, you don't play. You just happen to be in existence. That's fair. I'm a journeyman, and you guys are champions. I get that. Exactly. When you're uh, CB Gold, and you can have another man's tattoo in your groin area, sure. but yet not next to your balls, fair point. then the game is being alive. Is it weird that ever since you got the tattoo that she doesn't make out with you, she just gives you hickeys on your Conor McGregor tattoo? <laughs> Uh, no, I can't say that happened at all. <laughs> I could say Valentine's Day was filled with uh, me and her in a bed for a while. And speaking of people coming to me, I am going to be roasting both of you, like both of you, on Wednesday if I get uh, Jorge Dominguez showing up in my house with that voicemail you just left, or anybody else on Twitter that's going to threaten to murder me in the next few days. So I just want to let it known on the podcast: I don't know what this you is say. my voice. The, uh, the other two guys were not me. Uh, I'm not that crazy. CB, I don't know what this you're is also about. CB Gold's voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is CB Gold talking right now, guys. Just so you know. Listen, uh, that is our podcast today. Uh, I want to thank uh, our sponsor, Decipher. Okay, pick up the Decipher Life, the newly released audiobook, now available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Decipher Life. You can get it at di-cipher.com as well as Tip a Fighter. Tip a Fighter, Ashley Evans, our girl, fighting this Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. If you so like sure. the show way, her some love. It's going to be a good fight, I think. What, what? Show her some love. Let's, let's let's make her some money. She 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 deserves it. She's a cool chick. Uh, March 3rd, I will be 10 o'clock at the Stratosphere in Vegas. If you want tickets, Hit me up. I'll give you some comps. Okay, I have unlimited comps. So actually, I have some limited comps, but just hit, hit, hit me up. Okay, I will give you guys tickets on March third. I'm going to be also in uh, North, North Dakota coming up, Fargo, North Dakota, at Level Two Comedy Club at the, in the middle of March. Got a bunch of stuff coming up. March 29th is my TV show on Oxygen. Okay, Living with Funny. March 29th. Uh, Bubba, what do you got coming up? Nothing. Awesome. Rich, what do you got coming up? Uh, this weekend, uh, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, I'm at the Sacramento Punchline with uh, Super Sam Tripoli. He's recording his album this weekend, The Diabolical. Nice. Good for you. I love it. Support that. Both really funny guys. Everyone always tells me, when you come to NorCal, come see these guys. Support Sam Tripoli. Funny guy. Support Rich. Very funny guy. CB, what do you got coming up? Just watching the fights this weekend. Been traveling a lot lately, so just going to keep it. Real low key. Cool. Well, thank you, Sideshow Network, uh, for having us. Thank you guys for everything. Have a great week. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>